Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti slut shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> Hello, fuckers. Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. It's the anti-slut-shaming podcast. I am a hungover Corinne Fisher. I am a very emotionally exhausted Christina Hutchinson. <laughs> oh, my God. This episode. Oh, it's so good. Uh, you, let's talk about some stuff off the top. Yeah. Come see us live, guys. Let's, I hope LA went well. Did it go well? You tell me. We're <laughs> recording this a little early. We want to record this before we're having so much fun that in LA. Like, oh, yeah, that podcast. Fingers crossed. Um, Wednesday, November 11th, 8 p.m. in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at the Underground Arts. I'm doing a show called Goddamn Comedy Jam where we do stand-up comedy and then we sing to a live band and I'm singing my favorite song that I fucking crush. And it's going to be an amazing show show kevin meany's gonna be there um it's i cannot wait and glamour puss in new york city friday november 20th at 7 p.m earlier time new day zinc bar uh tickets are eight bucks we're gonna include the links to both of those shows to get tickets in the description of this podcast host uh, yeah it's gonna be great and uh christina has her shit together more than me but nacho <laughs> bitches you know will be happening the same it does every month last month the one that just happened amazing. for halloween the that was the halloween most fun Eve. i've had thank in, you at a show i you could put on a goddamn fun show. I li- I really like to lose myself in that show. You really do. It was great. You know, I go. A li- I like to go a little ape shit on stage during that one. Oh my god, it was beautiful. If you guys haven't come to Nacho Bitches, fucking get your ass there. It's like watching me have a therapy session on stage. Um, yeah, I think it's probably going to be Black Friday day after Thanksgiving. We'll see. The code, as always, uh, for ten dollars tickets will be Nacho, and then the Comedian Project is going to happen. You know, mid November, and you yeah. can use the code uh, Sex for five dollars tickets. That show's been really fun too. I'm excited. And then this coming Sunday, which is November 8th, I know some of you guys have already bought tickets. That's cool. Uh, Just come support me at the Boston Comedy Festival. This is... This is going to be more for me than for you because I'm only doing like five minutes, but I just need some emotional support because this is like, I, I really get nervous when I perform anymore, but just like there's something about, there's, you know, a couple instances of things that are important. The Boston Comedy Festival is very prestigious and I don't know, I just very hard on myself and I want to do a good job. And you're going to do great. It's easier to do a good job if you, I have people there who I know are going to laugh, even if I'm not funny. Fuckers are great. <laughs> it's performing for podcast fans who come out is so much fun. Yeah. Thank you for guys for coming out to all yeah, the shows. Yeah, you guys you're are so fun to hang out with. Awesome and you're fun and I always love when you're like I'm sorry for bothering you. It's like you're not bothering us. You're allowing us to do what we love for a living. And my favorite part <laughs> is it's like someone will come up to us and be like, so I, my boyfriend, he asked if I wanted to put my finger up his butthole. And I'm, like, and I'm like, hi, I'm Christina. Nice to meet you. What's your name? <laughs> Get into it, baby. Cut to the chase. What I like. No bullshit. Uh, this episode of Guys We Fucked is sponsored by a Pop-Rages. Pop-Rages. Made in LA, baby. It's P-O-P-R-A-G-E-O-U-S dot com. Uh, go to their site if you're a first-time purchaser. Enter the code GWF at checkout to get 20% off. Mm-hmm. Dude, a fucker. Yes. Said she was me for Halloween. She tagged me on Instagram. She's so hot. Good, Good shot you. of the boobies. And she got our Pop Rages leggings and crop top. Looks so good. God, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm going to. Cause toot, I, toot, toot away. Toot, I, toot, toot. I, don't, I don't give a shit. It's, they, they look good. They, they do. They look. They, it's a good product. I'm it's, so proud that this is like our first sponsor. Yeah. Our first sponsor and our first, uh, you know, uh, fashion piece that 
that oh, we've made. Oh, it's great. It's, they're really good. They make you look good. Yeah. Like, you probably look good already, good. but it's just, like, makes you look extra good. Oh, I man. really, I love wearing them. I love wearing, I love wearing clothing that's also a conversation piece. It's and so they good. have the most amazing styles of leggings and dresses and bathing suits. Yeah, and a lot of fuckers also wore, like, there was, like, the zombie. A lot of people oh, did yeah. pick up Pop Rage stuff to add to their Halloween costumes. And it looked fucking phenomenal. Yeah, you guys looked banging. Yeah. Uh, Thank you so much. Oh, speaking of Halloween. Yes. <laughs> we we went out for Halloween. I'm still feeling the Halloween. You, people are fans of Corinne Fisher as transgender Ronald McDonald. Yeah. I was just Ronald McDonald and then I, I and then I was like looking in the mirror and I was like, why to make this even more topical, I should be transgender Ronald McDonald. And right. I was like, is that gonna be offensive? And then I was like, it. oh wait, I don't care because right. it's not and it's not done in a hurtful way. Yeah. So everyone needs to calm the fuck down. You looked goddamn delicious. Thank you. In that. And Thanks. I this is one of the first years that I haven't done a sexy costume. And then Steven and I looked at each other at the end of the night. We're like, we're gonna be hotter next year. Um, <laughs> it was comfy. We were Jerry and Elaine. Yeah, you guys were cute. I liked it. Um, we party hopped. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. Yeah. People, some of them suck though. You okay, so this is what I didn't tell you. We were walking, oh, you were God. getting you were get everyone was like, Oh, Ronald McDonald, give me that Big Mac. You got breakfast all day? You yeah. Got I'm, like, I'm just Jesus used Christ. to getting yelled at on Halloween, so I kind of tune it out. Right. And but then this guy, we were walking from the bar party to the MTV thing, mm-hmm. and some guy started walking next to Steven, who was walking behind us, and he said to Steven, Man, how can you walk behind an ass like that? And Steven goes, Get the fuck out of my face. Are you kidding me? And he freaked out on him and the guy left. And I was like, I like that I missed this you, whole thing. Steven. I didn't I didn't hear it. And he told me about it this morning. Well, thanks, like, we Steven. need more men like you to tell uh, certain men that talk that way that it's not fucking OK. That makes up for that. Steven, thank you. That makes up for the, you being happy that I got dry sockets, which you also told me last <laughs> night. He was like, I was smugly happy. I was like, I'm going to kill you at this party <laughs> right now. Thank you. So now it's even. Uh, you got your butt touched. Yeah, a lot. And no one cared except nope. me. No one cared. I went up to our friend who was a mutual friend of the guy, this guy who touched your butt. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that guy just touched Corinne's ass. Yeah. In a in a completely, it's not appropriate. They don't. He doesn't know you. You don't know him. Mm-mm. And I went up to the guy and I was being an asshole to him. But I was like, why did you touch her butt? And then he's like, oh man, I'm I'm fucked. Tonight's crazy. I'm like, oh, I hate you. Yeah. Well, and I was, and then Stephen saw when we were walking at the Bedford stop in Williamsburg. I bent over to get my wallet because I had my wallet in my socks. So I bent right. over to grab my subway card out, my Metro card, and uh, someone whipped my ass with a. Halloween day I guess they had I could tell that it wasn't a hand so it was some kind of Halloween prop like like and I felt like a whip of of sorts oh my god whip my ass like I mean like what why who taught you that that was okay? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 uh, it's not okay. Halloween, the same, I guess, you know, it, everyone jokes like it's an excuse for girls to just slutty. No, it's an excuse for men to sexually harass and molest. Yeah, because, uh, Spoiler alert, we're not doing that for you. We're doing it for us because it's fun to look hot and be and also, play dress up as an adult. It, I wasn't even a sexy Ronald McDonald. I mean, I was. Yeah, look pretty good. I, I think I just, I, my butt, but it, it's just because it, it was one form piece. fitting. I'm just, uh, it's just, my butt is just big and it yeah. pops out. <laughs> and also, so I yeah, had yeah, a very yeah. like cinchy uh, belt on, so I made my butt look even bigger. Yeah, you looked fly. And as it fly. was yellow, so I, that's a pointer like, color. Why do people touch 
What makes you think it's okay just because it's Halloween? I mean, I was serious. I sometimes I'm just like so stunned that I mean, I the thing was I was actually more I was angrier about me putting the bucket of candy in my hallway for the children, and then within 15 minutes, someone had stolen not only all the candy but the bucket, which was unnecessary. People are fucked up animals. You guys, stop. <laughs> then I wrote a note uh, and put it in my elevator saying that I had licked all the candies and that I have an unknown disease. Because <laughs> I I'm love thir- that. I'm a 30-year-old woman. Oh my god. That made me so happy. I'm sorry that happened. I can't get over that I was like screaming like, he just touched her butt and no one cares. And everyone's like, when he went to drink. I'm like, I don't want anything Christina to drink. Was very upset. I was so mad. Yeah. I... <laughs> Oh, don't touch butts, you guys. When the butt does, don't touch strangers' butts. I don't. Don't touch your friend's butt unless they don't give a shit. But, like, how do you know? Oh, just don't touch butts. This is a PSA. (laughs) Don't touch butts. It was a fun night. Saw some fights. Oh, boy. Halloween in New York is, uh, is a treat. Yeah. Well, it was a Saturday, so it was extra. And it was also nice. It was it was kind of nice not dressing sexy because, like, I was invisible a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of nice. Yeah. I was like, I'm just under the radar, enjoying my time, really having conversations and connecting with people. And they're talking to me for my personality because I look like a crazy person who uh, dresses and clothing way too big for her. You look like a sister wife. Yeah. yeah I never realized I did, how actually. much Elaine dressed like a sister wife. She dressed not sexy. <laughs> I'm like, girl. But she's so sexy. She's so sexy because she's funny and she's beautiful. Yeah. But her clothing and that era. I mean, fucking Jerry looked horrible in that show. His hair. Yeah. Ooh, baggy shirts. Come on. Sorry, Jerry. You're a great stand-up comedian. I really admire your work. <laughs> Don't hate me. Because he obviously listens. <laughs> Why do girls talk about sex? Okay. Um, and then we also have one more sponsor for this episode. This is exciting. This is a oh, new sponsor. I am so excited. This woman owns a company. It's just her. It's called Badger Face Beauty Supply. And it's the website is badgerfacebeautysupply.com. We're going to have that link in the description of this week. It's all organic bath products. So she talked to us about her brand. We looked at her website. She's fucking hilarious and everything is filled with profanity. Here are some example products. Kinky as fuck massage bar. Zen as fuck whip body butter. And chill the fuck out bath bombs. And they're really good. It, the products are so good because Christina, we got, we got, we got, like never are gonna endorse something that we haven't used. So we asked her to send a couple products, and they were like really good. And like I work at a spa with shit that costs eighty, ninety dollars a bottle. Dude, I'm so excited. And this I, is on and on par with that. The prices are amazing. Yeah. And I, I the one that I liked the most was the mango face scrub. Mm-hmm. And it didn't make my fucking face red afterwards. I don't know if anybody else experiences that. When I use a face scrub, I look like a pizza face for like a couple hours after that. Why? Because it's, it's probably exfoliating too much. But it took away yeah. the redness. Right. Not only, it took away, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Badger yeah. face, beauty supply. And I <laughs> use my new the, favorite thing. The Zena's fuck whipped body butter on my legs. And because I'm so pale that I like just never use lotion because <laughs> you can't tell if I'm ashy or not. But I, well, then you touch my leg and you're like, is this a sandpaper person? Because <laughs> um, I just don't care. Uh, and I put it on and I was like, holy shit. Oh my God. Because I was like, oh, is she going to send us the supplies? It would really suck if we didn't like the product and we have to tell her. But I'm like, actually, it's really good. Yeah. And it's all natural because I don't know if you guys know this, but like when you're putting stuff on your skin, 
skin. Like that's basically like that's very similar to ingesting something. Like that's go- let's leaking into your fucking body. And there, are, you read the back of the products you use because the same way as you don't want to eat a bunch of garbage, you don't want to put garbage on your body. You, it can make you sick. So this stuff is organic and uh, it's really good. It's really it's good. well priced. I like I, how we're like shocked, but I, I know. I but I just feel like an idiot because I've been using like the fake shit and it doesn't work and it's way more expensive. Yeah. I'm just like, oh God. So thank God for this woman. Um, if you go to BadgerFaceBeautySupply.com and enter the code GWF10, uh, you'll get 10% off any order over 25 bucks. It is so worth it. The product descriptions are amazing. I know if you're a dude, just fucking try this shit. It's so good. It's a great Christmas present. Yeah, I was going to say. it's got yeah. a good sense of humor. I love gifts with good senses of humor. Maybe That's not what, for grandma, but for sister. Uh, well, <laughs> grandma could be chill as fuck. Our Canada nana <laughs> would love this, actually. Um, yeah, I pride myself on giving gifts that are funny. Yeah. And helpful. And this is way beyond both. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, check, check this site out. It's amazing. I'm so excited. And um, also, like, just supporting, like, a woman making her own thing. Yeah, women can make their own thing. Like, it's really good. Uh, men can be business owners, too. <laughs> That's fucking right. Oh, okay. That brings us to our guest. Yes. This has been, I know we have a lot of new listeners to the podcast. This has been an issue that has been plaguing me, I guess is an appropriate way to say it. Plaguing is appropriate. Plaguing is appropriate. Uh, since before we did the podcast, and mm-hmm. I know your major thing was getting dumped mm-hmm. and that how that affected you. And my major, like, I guess, baggage or whatever you want to say that I brought to the table was my boyfriend used to date a famous porn star. Right. And I'm really, I have a bit I talk about in the interview. It made me feel femasculated, which is a word I made up because it does not exist. And uh, I was so insecure at the beginning of our relationship, because our relationship was kind of technically, I was the rebound. Yeah. But then it blossomed into a four and a half year thing. Yeah. Which is great. Uh, but I was scarred at first because he was, she, they broke up and then 10 days later we started dating. Way too soon. <laughs> they dated for a few years. Way too soon. Uh, and he would get over it by telling me things that yeah. I shouldn't be here. Like, tell a friend. Like, call up your mom. Call up Jared. You know, tell somebody else except me. Because these things right. would seep into my brain. Things that he missed about her, that he liked about her, that were not me. I am a goofy, silly person. And I really admire women who are sexy in photos and on if you can fuck on camera, make it like that's a skill. Mm-hmm. And I was so intimidated by that. And so in my head and I couldn't talk to him about it. I would just be a bitch about it whenever it would get brought up. Right. And he would get confused. And I don't it's really embarrassing being honest about your insecurities. But in the end, it's the most life saving. Well, yeah, because you feel so the out there and so vulnerable. Yeah. She I I adore her. She's so awesome. I like her. So I mean, I figured I'd really like her. Because I followed her work before. She's really rad. Mm-hmm. She has her own porn company now that she co-owns. Mm-hmm. And she directs porn. And it's amazing. We'll talk about that. Trenchcodex.com. Um, she she is amazing. She's a great role model. She is a forward-thinking, sex-positive, owning-her-shit chick. She's gorgeous. She's good at fucking on camera. 
And I feel like today was me facing my, I don't know what fear. Absolutely. I mean, but it was something. It was you're facing your demon. I think yeah. something that's, you know, this this ghost that has haunted you. Yeah. And it's a good way to put it because I've never felt insecure about my personality, physically, my ability in bed, never in my life. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, if I dated somebody, I would be like the hottest girl they ever dated. Right. And I p- kind of prided myself on that because that was my ego going, yeah. Right. And when when I started dating Steven, I was like, oh, shit. He just got out of a relationship that was wild and exciting and adventure. Like in my head, the pedestal that I had built for her mm-hmm. was so tall mm-hmm. and unreachable mm-hmm. that the only thing I- I've been it's been a thing in my head for the past four years. It was really bad when we first started. Absolutely. Dating. Yeah. And today, for the first time, I met her. And we talked, and it was amazing, and it was, yeah, uh, we'll let you hear it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Stoya. Well, the moon is broken, and the sky is cracked. Come on to the house. The only things that you can see is all that you lack. Come on up. Oh, your crying don't do no good. Come on up to the house. Come down off the cross. We can use the wood. You gotta come on up to the house. Hi. This is so weird. (laughs) This is the you said this is the weirdest day of your year. This is the weirdest day of my last four years, maybe. Quite, quite possibly. <laughs> it's so nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you, You're too. You're so lovely and wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm here, too, guys, but I'm not going to be talking for a lot of this episode. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here. Yeah, I told Corinne, I was like, I have thousands of questions, so just insert funnies as you see appropriate. Um, let's start. God, there's so many things. Let's start from the beginning, because I know a little bit about your history of when you started porn. You were 19. Um... I started taking my clothes off for naked pictures. <laughs> at, oh, at 19. At 19. Okay. And what made you be like, yeah, I'm going to fucking do that? Well, um, it just sort of, oh, God. So I had this roommate, and his name was Johnny Balls, and that's not like really his name, <laughs> but that's what everybody knew him as at the time. Did he have crazy balls? I don't know. Okay. I never saw his balls. I bet they're crazy. When we moved in together, the th- other roommate was driving the moving truck back to um back to like drop it off and the two of us were in the back and he was like okay i'm closing this door and the two of you try not to die because you're the assholes that are riding in the back of a moving truck <laughs> um, try not to die whatever it's you need to style. do get it out of your system because when i open this door we're roommates and we're going to act like responsible adult roommates and there aren't going to be any shenanigans. And so we made out, but it was dark. I have Why no not? idea what his I mean, balls look like. <laughs> I, could probably, I could probably ask his wife. Um, <laughs> hey, and girl, if I'm going to do question. that, I should do that today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get all the awkward over with. Um, <laughs> but I was, I was a go-go dancer and I was sitting on the couch in the living room after we'd moved in together and we were responsible adults with no shenanigans. And he comes out. And I have no shirt on. And he's like, hey, <laughs> these websites, they're kind of like suicide girls want me to take pictures for them. Would you want to do that? You have no problems being naked. Clearly. Like, clearly. clearly. Um, and then then I was like, well, I mean, what if 
what if we take the pictures and I regret it? And he's like, well, we can take the pictures and sit on them for a couple of months and see if you like wake up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night or Ponder. something. That's smart. And I didn't wake up in a cold sweat. And I was like, all right, let's turn these pictures into money. Let's go. Yeah. Nice. Because I... I was thinking when we first had our first press piece when we started this podcast, I had a mini panic attack because I was like, oh, my God, a lot of people are going to hear me talk about my pussy and guys (laughs) that I fucked and a lot of details that I we kind of talk on the mic, but we don't think when we talk. We just say shit. (laughs) I'm like, I had a panic attack. I'm like, everyone's going to hear know about my pussy. I cannot imagine. Everyone's going to know what I look like impounded. Like, that's so vulnerable. And I'm like, oh, I would be very nervous. So what happened? What? How did it lead up to doing porn? (laughs) Sorry. Um, So then one of the websites that had nude pictures of me was like, we're shooting a movie. Do you want to have sex with this chick? And I'm like, oh, chick, that's a good first. I'm like, well, let me think about it. And then I thought about it and I sent this email and it's not a legally binding contract at all. But I'm like, here's the deal. I don't want to see a fucking penis. Like anywhere on set. If we're driving from you picking me up from the airport to set and I see a homeless man wanking on the side of the road, I'm going to consider it your fault and I have the right to bail. Interesting. Okay. They're like, okay. I'm like, I'll come out. You'll get whatever you get. Like, if I decide halfway through makeup, I don't want to do this, then you get nothing. If I decide 10 minutes into the scene that I don't want to do it, then you have 10 minutes of footage. Do whatever the fuck you want with it. That's great. Um, And they were like, yeah, sure, we'll take the risk. And then I came out, and it was a really awkward scene because we didn't have chemistry with each other at all. So you didn't meet her until you were on set? No. And they're... Oh, there's no good way to like verbally describe this, but the way that she ate pussy was like very for camera. So it was like, <laughs> <laughs> like it was just this like slow like tongue up, yeah, and like a like, dance. Smile, She's balleting like, with her pussy or with her like, tongue. Was that good? <laughs> and then she'd do it again. Um, so we did not click at all. And I was like, I'm just not really sure about this porn thing. <laughs> and then like a year later, this big production studio, Digital Playground, which was awesome at one point and is now owned by these total assholes. Um, but they yeah, I want to get into me. that later. And they were like, will you have sex with Sophia Santi? And I was like, Sophia Santi's beautiful. Does she like to have sex with other women? Mm-hmm. And they're like, yes, we promise you. Um, <laughs> And then once they had me in the office, they were like, how do you feel about boys? And I'm like, I feel great. Oh, you mean on camera? Ooh, that's, <laughs> societally, that's different. Yeah, like, yeah. One, one like wacky art porno with another woman is so much easier to explain. Like I'm like thinking about myself at like 30 going, oh, it's just sowing my wild oats. Yeah, yeah. Versus like... I got railed on camera a bunch <laughs> for like a super professional studio. That's yeah. Different. This is like, well, I mean, I don't really want to work with kids or be a politician <laughs> like, or be a teacher. Yeah. yeah. This is like, okay, let's do it. What's the worst case scenario? They can't make me keep having sex with people on camera. It's yeah. America. <laughs> God damn it. So she's like, yeah. And I signed the contract. And, and then it was now I'm a Stoya. You got famous really quick. Uh, Stephen was telling me like overnight. How was that? Did you have a panic? Was there any panic attacks with this shit? Like, oh, there's so many. Because <laughs> the like the thing that people um, and the world has changed, and the way that like press talks to us in general has changed so much since I started. How but, so? Well, like for the first three or four years, a lot of journalists, even the ones from within adult, would go like, "So, how much do you regret it?" 
They would ask you that? Or like, how upset are your parents that? (laughs) Just these like really negative leading questions. Um, And my response for as long as that sort of like starting point continued to how much do you regret it is like, actually, I don't regret the sex at all or the videos of the sex. But my God, if I'd known that I was going to have to deal with this like weird semi-famous kind of shit... I would not have done it. Yeah. And that, now it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. But you can't go back from that. Yeah. Once I, they see you get pounded, they they, they see you get pounded and that's in their head. Yeah. Does I, it make you mad when people ask you those questions now? Do you get f- furious? Um, now, now I see it as a sometimes very irritating sort of process of education because I've seen like small but real change oh, in good. the world over the past, what, like eight years or whatever. Um, and so it's like, okay, well, that sort of thing happens because, you know, we keep explaining the basics. Like, sex work is uh, work. Yeah. Like, other sorts of work. And, and the like, people who are asking these questions and giving you shit are also the people jerking off to your videos. Like, that's the biggest, that's, I mean, would you would you say that's correct? I'd say they're either... Like, there's some sort of projected shame about liking porn, or there's, like, the ones that have been totally eh, indoctrinated by religion or certain types of feminism or, like... It's like, okay, if you've been told your whole life that porn is inherently exploitative to women... Then if you haven't met any porn performers, how can you know that that's not true? And they do need to be educated on it because you can't just go, well, fuck you. You're an asshole because they're going to continue being ignorant. Right. And it's going to grow. What did you think of the documentary Hot Girls Wanted? I refuse to watch it. Okay. (laughs) And why? Um, Because it's just uh... because I watch it and I was like, ooh, but I knew also that's a sliver of the industry, I would assume. That's a portion of it. Kind of. Okay. Um, that's a sliver of the industry that was also, from what I understand, and I I don't know any of the girls who were in the documentary personally, but I know people who've worked with them. And some of those girls were painted as much more um, sort of dumb and naive than they actually it was, are. It was edited to make them look like assholes. Yeah. yeah. Which is also like way to go, Rashida Jones. Like make yeah. a documentary about exploiting young women, but exploit young women while you do it. Yeah, that's a little hypocritical. <laughs> I'm just like, cool, bro. What? Yeah, that's crazy. Do you oh, get community was ending and you weren't sure how you were gonna get attention? <laughs> <laughs> I like you. Um what about do you get recognized on the street? I bet a lot, because you're so famous. Like what is that like? It's, well, it's like these little pockets of famous. Like, like if I'm in New York, just about every day now that I leave my apartment, and this has only gotten to this level in the past couple of months, but someone's going to be like, hi, Stoya. Or, are they like, uh, I, I, you look like a friend or something. I don't know. Like It, it varies. Like, sometimes they'll just come out and say it. And sometimes they'll be like, you look kind of familiar. Are you like an actress or something? Where do I know you? Oh, last week I was in my therapist's waiting room. And this woman comes out and goes, are you, I think you're someone. Or, and I'm like, I probably 
am. And she's like, Stoya. And I'm like, yes. And she's like, I have my trench coat X t-shirt at home. And I'm like, oh, you're a six-month oh, member. Awesome. It's really oh. nice to meet you. <laughs> can we just address the fact that I'm in the waiting room at my therapist's office? And she's like, yes, yes, we can. Porn sales are to therapy, too. I love therapy. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, it's the best. What kind of things do you talk about with your therapist? Um, The, like... Sort of the I've only been going since August. Um, But like the big thing was I finally like eventually just started to feel like I wasn't real people. Hmm. How? Why? Just because you hear so much every day, and especially now with like Twitter, (laughs) you're just like people have direct access to you. Like enough people tell you that like you're so victimized by the patriarchy, you don't even know what a victim you are, or they just tell you how unfortunate you are. You're getting crushed by society, or you're like an infidel whore with fat ankles who should be (laughs) beheaded for her sins against I don't know what Um, infidel whore with fat ankles. Wow. Yeah. Do you respond to them or because sometimes we'll get negative comments. We'll get a lot of positive, mostly positive. And then the negative ones, I get really pissed because I'm like, you got this all wrong. And also, it's so obvious. How can you not see that you're projecting your feelings about yourself on us? It's so obvious. And I feel the need to point that out. But I'm I have a really bad temper, so I can't point it out in a kind way. So I try to control myself, but I can't. The the thing that I engage with that I like really shouldn't is when people will do this drive by like oh why don't you just like the last time it happened another performer had said something about unionizing and so i said to her unionizing requires employee status in the united states which is why it wasn't pursued a couple of years ago and then this i'm going to assume dude but that might be unfair to assume the avatar was like a picture of a dog cute dog does <laughs> this like so cute though he's like freelancers can have unions too and i'm like oh really okay all right sweet pea tell me exactly how in the united states we can unionize pornography because i looked into this extensively two years ago but you just want to sit there on twitter and mansplain shit to me right. and then that's well like, yeah i will you go really for fucking give, blood yeah because <laughs> if you really give a shit about this you would stop bitching to me on the internet and go do something about it like Put your efforts into something that will actually make change instead of bitching. Yeah. That makes me nuts. Now, speaking of the industry, Stephen was telling me how all the tube sites are owned by one company. The bulk of them. Can you explain that, What the the business of that, like, and how that affects you in terms of making money and having your videos places that you didn't consent to or what happens with that? I can explain parts of it. Um, So there's this company that was, first they were called Mansef and then they were called Manwin. Just take a second to process that yeah, name. Man, win. <laughs> That's when they bought digital. Because man, win, right? Yes. Um, and now it's called MindGeek. Um, but they own most of the tube sites. Like if you put porn into Google, at least half of what comes up on the first page is them. Yeah. Um, like UJIS, UPorn, RedTube, all that shit. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, Different layouts, but same videos. Yeah, because it's all the same. <laughs> right. We're going to make this one red, and then we're going to make this one pink. So they're like two different sites. <laughs> right. Uh, and they also own Brazzers. And the Mofos network of sites and Digital Playground and Twisties and Men.com and oh. Babes.com. And it just goes on and on. Damn. Plus the properties that they have like partial agreements with that aren't actually um, – that they don't actually own. Uh. So that as they – basically they used the tube sites and enabled – 
the uploading of content that was owned by other studios to devalue the market mm. and then go scoop up a bunch of the production companies, which is Slate a couple of years ago called what they have a monopoly. Y- yeah, that's I was going to say. For the workers, like a... this becomes very uh, bad <laughs> because where like where years ago you could have gone, oh, I don't like working for this company because we're not a good fit or I don't like the way that they treat me or they do this like really fucked up thing. So I'm not going to work for them. Now, Manwin has such a chokehold on all of the like gigs that are available yeah. that you pretty much have to work for Manwin or you have to go out on your own. And independently produce your own. Yeah. Which is what you did. Yes. That's really exciting because we've talked a lot about porn is there's so much porn that's made for it's all made for men. And it's so annoying because you can tell the there's so many videos I've watched that you can tell that she doesn't she's not having fun. She's not enjoying herself. And these there's no maneuvers for the women. Like there's no nothing that's catering to the women's fantasies mm-hmm. that I've found. And I feel I mean, that's so ugh, that's so obnoxious because I feel like guys will watch porn. That's how people get educated on sex because no one wants to talk to kids about sex. Their parents, for yeah. the main part, are like, well, I don't you got here by a stork. Like they don't even want to address it. <laughs> And then these kids look at porn because everyone has the internet on their phone and they're like, oh, that's what I'm going to. And then they go out and treat women like shit in bed. And I'm like, Dick, guys, we got to stop. Well, also, like. In a, in a greater cultural sense, that's one of the problems that's so big with Man When Mind Geek and all the tube sites is they're real good at the internet. So when you look for porn. Now that's all that you see. They're Google Analytics. So you have are. to like really dig to find anything other than this like either blasted with light from three sides, like glossy, huge implants, like yeah, yeah. aggressive penises in the corner. Like <laughs> And she's just, just like, Are you done yet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like that's become like cemented as what people see when they casually look for porn and so then no one realizes that there are all of these other sorts of porn being made that doesn't cater to like one specific type of male desire because yeah. also lots lots of men are like they're like I really love the storylines can you smile and if the camera could linger on people's faces more I don't need to see all that close up stuff about your emotional core yeah <laughs> but like open your legs please yeah so it's just like it's not even that it caters to men it caters to this one specific type yeah. of man mm-hmm. who's the loudest and the most annoying and also is like kind of a dick and says things like charging for porn is so 90s and then I'm like oh, well the oh, 90s are oh, back man yeah like, motherfuckers <laughs> that's insane so yeah what do you think of the videos on those sites like you would say they're mostly catering how does that happen because men are in charge they're directing most of these videos it it happens because capitalism when done well by its own definition involves a lot of like listening to the marketplace Mm -hmm. except because what we're talking about here is sex so many people are so uncomfortable expressing what they want. Even in porn. <laughs> yes. You're the ones making the porn and you're uncomfortable talking about it. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Take a second and think. Yeah. And so it's the only 
like the only section of the potential marketplace that porn has heard from for so long has been a very certain kind of dude. Yeah, and it's so nice to hear when I when I when I talk to guys and they're like, I don't like a lot of those porn sites because it's unrealistic. I know the girls not enjoying. It. I'm like, thank you for prioritizing the women's pleasure in this because it's nice to hear guys say that they don't enjoy that because I think some guys like they get so desensitized with it. I mean, when I've slept with people like before I started dating Steven, I was like fucking and with a bunch of people and sometimes I would sleep with these guys and they would pull out moves I'm like oh come on really I don't even know you don't spit in my eye like oh god it's just they think these things are okay because they all they do is watch porn from these sites and yeah. it's so frustrating it like really affects the way they have sex I'm like don't I've had people pull things on me during porn or during se- like during personal sex, sex. And then like what? And then been like, where did you like? Where did you learn the idea that that's like a thing that? Can you think of an example like? of something that's um, done? You're like, dude, God, there's the like, there's like the super fast finger bang that's like the jackhammer finger. <laughs> like, yeah. yo, I got sensitive bits. Like, yeah. don't, <laughs> like I'm sure there are people that like that, but like, ask first. Yeah, like, don't just like. Uh, punch me in the G spot. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> and they're like, "Well, I learned it from porn." And then I'm sitting there going, "I made porn. Yeah. What kind of fucking porn are you watching? The right. worst porn. The worst porn." So do you feel like people try to like impress you in bed because of who you are. Do they think uh, they act yeah, peculiar? Oh, I mean, <laughs> usually, <laughs> I usually would think. the problem now, and it's in like the past like two years, they can't get an erection for like the first like three times if they have a penis because they're so in their heads and like I got to impress her and then they psych themselves out and then I end up like laying there trying to figure out a nice way to say like really nobody here cares about your boner like yeah you have hands and fingers and tongues and (laughs) other ways to get me on there are all sorts of other options I honestly your your penis is the lowest on my priority list is it for you and when you're personal sex now what's the difference for you between when you have porn sex do you come all the time i do that's I, I wonderful have, i have very sensitive bits i'm quite well suited to my job in some ways that's awesome um, and uh steven told me this one time they i forget what specifically he was talking about but they photoshopped your labia do you have a meaty vagina what's your vagina like i um i have probably like medium protruding inner labia one is more like it looks Aww. like it's like a little like one's like hey and the other was like mm. yeah <laughs> yeah like I used to call it a sarcastic vagina um, <laughs> but um, it's what what happened with that was someone brought to a signing this like printed out picture of me that they wanted me to sign and this is like totally normal standard at a convention and a, yeah yeah and they put this picture down and I go to sign it and I'm like what the fuck happened to my inner labia. <laughs> You're like, wait a second. And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, I have inner labia that are quite visible in that position, except they're not in this picture. Why would you take my inner labia out? And he's like, I didn't do I'm it. just a dude named Kevin. And I work like, at a gas well, station. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, where'd you get the picture from? And he's like, off the internet. And then I turned to the, the PR people. And I'm like, why the fuck would you people take my labia away? And they're like, we didn't do it. It turns out in Australia, um, so it must have been like a promotional image that was sent down to Australia to go in a porn magazine or something. And they can't show inner labia. That's what's considered. But your legs were open. What? Yeah. So you could see your 
butthole. You're you, like they could see up you, but it's, your labia was the problem. Yeah, which is like this sort of like weird kind of thing that happens when you have like obscenity guidelines and stuff. But apparently the they lot. consider the inner labia over the line. Like that's too what? overtly sexual. And I'm like, oh what? It was Makes weird. Makes no sense. It was fucking weird. Did you did you get to the bottom of like did you can, like say uh, you can't Australia. do that to me? Don't print anything of me if you're gonna Photoshop my labia. No, because it's not worth like like once I understand the system, it's not worth losing that that yeah that, that market country. yeah yeah it's like Shit. yeah well you know we have to leave things out in porn in America sometimes like they're real uptight about the thumbs. In America? Yeah. What? Thumbs so you, up the butt? What do you... You can put, um, you can put four fingers yeah. of the hand in a person. But if you, you can fucking put, put that thumb in... You can put eight fingers. You can put a penis you can and put a, four fingers a yardstick. and four fingers. You can basically turn your vaginal canal into like Mary Poppins' handbag. <laughs> but if those thumbs go in, then you might be looking at obscenity prosecution. But only might... Oh, because weird. if they want to get you, they can. Right. Yeah. But nobody will actually like define what is obscene and what is not obscene down to like the details. So I wonder like, if oh, this just like leaves <clears throat> you as a risk. Thumbs. I, I wonder know. if there is like a story where a guy stuck his thumb up there and then something crazy happened. They're like, no thumbs. You Maybe. guys. Well, who sits around and makes these rules? Like, is there men. a board? Well, yeah, obviously men. But like, <laughs> is there some sort of a porn board? <clears throat> In an FDA of porn. <laughs> in porn, there's this thing called the Cambria list that comes from Paul Cambria, who is the lawyer in The People versus Larry Flint. Okay. Um, I don't so it. he published this list of like obscenity guidelines because he has such experience with the US legal system. Mm-hmm. But really obscenity is just something that the government is like, yeah, we know it when we see it. And we see it if we're after you for some reason. Oh, God. Okay. Well, it's like a trap law at an abortion clinic. Like we were talking about, they some laws, they say the blades of grass cannot be over a couple inches. And they can choose to or not choose to shut the whole clinic down because of that. So it's just a way for someone, if they're feeling like this is wrong for whatever reason, right. they yeah. can go in and shut the whole operation down. And then really, the obscenity guidelines are actually enforced now by Visa and MasterCard and our billing processors because if they won't process payment for it, then we can't sell it. Therefore, we have no business. Damn. Um, So that's that's how they actually, like, day to day affect what we show and what we don't show. So then also, like, if you go onto one of the tube sites, because sometimes I'll say something like, gosh, I wish we could safely show fisting. Yeah. Because it's actually, people. it sounds so violent and then when I talk to people that are like, oh, my God, fist him. Like, have you ever seen it? Much less had it done to you. Yeah. Like it's- I will have to say thank mm. you. You are the reason how, why I squirted for the first time. Awesome. Because Steven was like, just let me just real quick try something. And he did the four fingers. And I was like, no, I don't. And I got scared. And I did the whole thing a lot of women do. Like, I'm going to pee. Oh, this is weird. I don't like it. And I don't. And I up to that point, I never really came during sex because I was so in my head. And I was always just worried about. And I think I got this from porn, too, because I watch a lot of porn. It's just about him. And I have to look 
sexy. Like when I'm coming, I look like a farm animal like, and I Me make too. sounds like a farm animal. And that's because I'm enjoying myself. But when I have sex with guys that I'm not familiar with, I'm concentrating on, do I look good while you're fucking? Like I just want to look yeah. good, which is bad. So like my priorities were different. But he, I remember the first time he did it, he was like, just trust me, just trust me. <laughs> I just I have had some experience. I was I've had some lessons. And then he did it and I was like, holy fuck, that is fun. Tell me he actually said he's had some lessons. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, it's interesting because oh god. So in his apartment in Brooklyn, there was a ma- <laughs> there was a mattress pad that had a stain on it. A big stain. But I didn't know so we were one day like um, two months into us dating because I fell for him so quickly we fell for each other really quick which is weird because then he was also going through a breakup but I was like I don't care I love you and uh, one day he was changing the sheets and I was like what the fuck is that stain he goes um, uh, it's like I don't know maybe I spilled something and I was like I know what that is and I got so like I want to squirt buckets. Like, I'm, like, I'm going to squirt all over your fucking floor. Like, I got. Well, it's so funny because I have a bit about how. Because it weirded me out at the first when I. Because when I first met him, he was. I met him through a music video. And he told me, he's like, yeah, my girlfriend, she was a porn star. And I was like, tell me everything that's awesome. And then when we started dating, I was like, oh, I just got intimidated. I have this. I had this bit that I wrote about. I made up the word femasculated. The female version of emasculated because females like that. You never talk about women. Never talk about feeling femasculated or emasculated because no, it's a man like, thing. But women we'll talk feel about. It too. We'll talk about like, oh, she was catty. Yeah, but we yeah. never talk about the reason for that. Exactly. Which is, but it's like it's all. That's so good. Yeah, and it's all inner, and it's all. It makes me realize, you know, it. There's so many insecurities that I just had to fucking get over, and it's so good to like look down inside yourself and be like, oh god, get the fuck over it. Like it's fine. And I feel like when men, when men do that thing where they catcall you when you're walking down the street and you're like, Haha, and you don't take their advances, and they're like, oh fuck you, cunt, you're ugly anyway. <laughs> They've been emasculated. Like, they feel... I think that anger comes from that, I think. What do you think? I think so, too, but I also find it really hard to have any patience with that. I like, it's just like, oh, I you're get such so a mad. sensitive snowflake. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you get catcalled a lot? Uh, not so much anymore. Oh, really? That's good. It's awesome. It sucks. Wait, why <laughs> not so much anymore? I, I don't know. Because maybe they're like, possibly, hey, hi. Oh, shit. This is possibly because I've developed this like intricate system of like the headphones with the things uh, turned yeah. up. Oh, like, so you're probably getting cat down, calls and like, you just don't know that you are. <laughs> well, that's what I try to do. I just, I got uh, Beats headphones. I'm like, good. It's like sound canceling. So I can't hear any of these motherfuckers. Yeah. I hate that shit. That's per- It's like a mute button for life. Like, <laughs> <laughs> When did you find out you could squirt? Oh, God. I don't know. And I when can't you were do it on command. When you were an early teen? <laughs> oh, you can't? No. I mean, like, you have to have some like, simulation, right? Well, I mean, it's like it might happen or it might not happen or like whatever. And so I actually I try very hard not to let male partners find out that it's like ever happened unless it happens by surprise. Because they'll because, want that Yeah, every then they'll time. like fix it and be like, no, I can, if he can make you, then I can make you. Mm, okay. <laughs> so yeah. And then next thing you know, you're getting your G-spot punched again. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, <laughs> chill. Yeah, guys will, guy, a lot of guys will, they're so fixated on like, no, I will make you come 12 times. You shut up. I'm like, well, now I'm never, I'm not going to come once because no. you're putting too much pressure on it. <clears throat> Um, and the counting of the orgasms is just... A, it's a guy thing. It's, 
Oh, I came seven times. You came seven times, right? I counted seven times. I don't know, bitch. It was fun, okay? Yeah. I had a good time. I got out of it what I wanted to get out of it. Can we just leave it? It's like a competition If I can do math head. at the end, then it probably wasn't that good. That <laughs> that's out true. There. Yeah, that's true. How do you handle um, relationships and being in porn? How does that work? Uh, work might be overstating uh, the case. Because yeah. um. Steven, see, that's one of the things I found most attractive about him because he understood. He was like, yeah, fucking do porn. Like, he seemed to be, from what he told me, like, understanding of that. I'm like, I love that. He's super chill. <laughs> also, he's talking I, himself up to me. <laughs> I think, and I, I also think he edits this. So just sorry in advance. He does. Sorry in advance, okay. but not really that sorry because we know anyway. Yeah, I I think there was for him this like like oh my god, this girl is an insane just like madhouse of shit show. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, like, that's exciting and just, that's exciting. Like this is gonna be like a roller coaster. Um, <laughs> but it's like generally dating. It's like okay, well. First, they gotta like really not be uptight about sex, um, yeah. and then and then they have to be okay with the part where I'm like I'm in town for two weeks, and then I'm gone for six days, and then I'm home for two days, but I'm sleeping the whole time, and then I'm yeah. gone for another six days, and I'm home for a week. They and can't then I'm gone be for, like a month, and yeah. yeah. Sometimes I go places where it's like my um like. The internet is like super shitty and my cell phone doesn't want to do text messages and like I'm just out of communication for a week or yeah. like if I'm on set like you can't have yeah you can't, you can't have your phone like vibrating on shit fucking up the sound and yeah. so it's just like it's it's a lot yeah I, just, I would assume the guy has to be yeah not needy is like a like big, not at all yeah even a little bit yeah, yeah yeah which is good like Corinne and I we we have day jobs and then we do comedy at night like I'm never home but I actually love that I like being in a relationship where we're both so busy that we barely get to see each other because it's like well then when I see you I'm like oh I like you like yeah. it's going great <laughs> but it, for me everyone somewhere between six months and a year it goes from like oh I'm so happy to see you when I do to like you're not around enough. And now when we do see each other, we have to, like, argue about that. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, let's not do this to each other. Are you a shit show? Um, probably. Probably <laughs> sometimes. I'm, uh, I can't really work the post office. Like, just, like, simple, like, basic life things. Like, I'm, go to the post office? Like, you don't know what line to stand in? No, like, the whole thing is just, like... <laughs> Mailing a package like is very me. emotionally trying for me. <laughs> I feel that way about going to the grocery store. Like, okay, this is too much. There's too many people. There's too many things. I, me too. I order the groceries in now because I would oh. lose an entire afternoon just like being overwhelmed by the different kinds of oatmeal. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you do you have anxiety or do you have any anything that stemmed from like what's the worst thing someone said to you? I I feel like you get shit said to you because people treat sex workers <sighs> like shit. Like less than human. Yeah. I know. Like the things that are the worst for me are like the things that hurt the most are when it's like, um, oh God. So it's, it's another like, why don't you just? Um, there's this producer for Vice because they're doing that like Vice channel. So they were really hard up for like, we need to put 50 million things into production. And they were like, do you want to do a show? And I'm like, not really because it's going to be work. And they're like, we'll do all the work. And I'm like, okay. Then he comes to my house and he's um, in my apartment and he like said something about my apartment and it wasn't like 
shiny and like nice and like hipstery. And he said something about that. And then he goes, like an hour later, he's like, well, why don't you just move? And I'm like, because I don't, I don't get to just move. Like, in L.A., it's a lot easier, but I choose to live in New York. And in New York, like you go and, like, apartment hunt mm. all day like it's your job, like you have to do. And then I would find a place and be like, I like this place. I'd like to put in an application. And they go, okay, awesome. You're wonderful. And I start filling out the application. And they're like, we need to see your pay stubs. And I'm like, well, I don't have pay stubs because I'm self-employed. And they're like, what do you do? And then I tell them because they're going to find out. You just say, way. I do porn. And they go from, they say, I'm a pornographer. Okay. Or... Now, like the well, last I, round, I'm a pornographer because you are, you have your own company, yeah, like, yeah. And you also kind of want to, like, you don't want to be like, I get fucked in the ass for a living, like, yo, I get like, pounded as fuck on camera. <laughs> you want to, like, ease people into it, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, and like this time, this round of apartment hunting, I was like, I own half of an adult video company, and it's like, you know, just like gentle, and and then they go from, oh, you're great application to well thank you for your time mm. and it's just so fucking soul crushing oh my god and then when it's like when it takes days of that to find a place that will then let me like the place I'm in now I had to pay for the whole year up front I've Which... never heard of that and I used to work in real estate I have never <laughs> heard of that in my life it was crazy and did you fight it? it were you like why no because the last place I was living in there a bird like had some path in through the ceiling oh, and it had set oh up a God. nest in a cubby hole. You know, those like up above the closet storage yeah, cubby. That you need a ladder to get to. So yeah. a bird got in through one of those, and then my response to that was just like I thumbtacked a towel over the <laughs> opening of the cubby. This is like at least, you know, I'm not gonna go digging around in the ceiling yeah. to figure out what's wrong you don't in know there. What the fuck's in there, yeah. Like I'll just I'll just cover it and block the entrance and that's fine. And then the bird nested. Oh my god. And so all spring, every morning, I would wake up at like eight o'clock in the morning to all this rustling and like cheep, 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 cheep. <laughs> Holy I'm, shit. Did your landlord, I mean, were you didn't like, give a fuck? Because sometimes I'm like, I, I had a mouse infestation in my closet and my my super came over and I was like, Tony, there's, there's there's baby mice in my pantry. And he opens the door and he screams and he leaves. So I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Now I got to take care of this. I got to man up and fucking take care of these mice. My landlord They're not, helpful. not give a shit. New York like, City, you, we are, you're almost a little bit of slave to the housing the, the way that housing works here you have to get on an apartment really fast there's all these loopholes that are bullshit yeah I've never heard of a year's upfront. well another factor which only comes into play after I've gotten someone to agree to finish letting me fill out the fucking application in the first place but oh, another and why, factor, why would they not let? Oh, because the cause second sex, you say it, yeah. they won't even give you the application. They like, would just what do go they think you're like, going to like open a brothel in your apartment? I don't well, understand. I think so. Do you think I if think you were so. a guy who owned an adult film company, they would give a shit? Probably not. Yeah, that's what I. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. want to assume, but I feel like if you were a dude, they'd be like, "Oh, dope. What's the website?" Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very curious. Well, I think um, if you were a man, they would be treating you more like a business owner, but they think you're some kind of like. Gonna, yeah, I think they think you're gonna start like working prostitution out of your apartment, honestly. Right. Which is like, I I know Bitch, lots I of women <laughs> who do like direct providing and whatever. Right. And unless they're absolutely forced to because they're doing it for like survival, mm-hmm. they don't see clients out of their apartment. Yeah. Because it's, it's like safe. the least safe way. Yeah. Of uh, I love your porn, but there's a pile of laundry over there that you gotta take care of. Like, no yeah. one would ever do that. Like, oh she's like, what? Um, 
Uh, so then it's like when when people say things like, oh, why don't you just move? It's like, fuck you. Oh, God. <laughs> fuck you with fucks and yeah. extra fucking and no loop. You have no idea, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't even question the year thing. You're like, okay, fine. Yeah. I was just like, Jesus. okay, thank God. Um, That's such bullshit. We were talking outside about how a lot of people listen to this podcast and it's great. But if we were na- if we did porn and did this podcast, we would not. I don't think we would get the regard that we do. And that's such bullshit because you have so many uh, blog posts. Your blog is amazing. Thank you. You have such great forward-thinking ideas and it's so nice to see somebody in porn that's like, it, that just putting these ideas out into the world, like I want everybody to read them. But there, the thing is, there are lots of us. Like Nina Hartley is amazing, mm-hmm. and she's been performing for thirty years, and she has this Nina Hartley's Guide to dot 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 series. And Tristan Taramino. It's been going on for. I think she just finished the forty seventh volume of it. Damn, girl, she's got a awesome. Nina Hartley's Guide to Sex book too. It's actually quite entertaining. Um, <laughs> and like Candida Royale, who just passed. Away a few weeks ago, she's been making porn for women since the eighties. Wow, and, and like, I've never, I've never heard of. Her. I wish I'm like embarrassed that I've never heard of her. Well, it's just all of this gets erased, and then like Caden, my business partner, she's also had a byline in the New York Times. Like she was in um, Harper Collins's like Fifty Best Short Fiction something. Dope. What's it? Like, yeah. She's an amazingly talented writer. And she did all this like under her stage name. And it's just all this like you just end up like sitting there scratching your head going like, but I'm not the only one. And like, how does nobody know that there are like 50 of us? Yeah. Um, but it I, just it just gets erased. Do you think it's because the 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 porn that gets put out is, and the free porn because no one pays for porn anymore Yeah, um, is so geared towards that one type of dude that now it's all men and women watch so now everyone kind of acclimates to that type of porn so that when they go someone who's making it from the women's perspective no that's too I don't want it that's different I don't like it like they don't even want to think outside the box of what they can jerk off to and, and get pleasure from I think I think it's more um so since we launched Trench Codex, which was like March, and that's or your porn company. Yes, and you direct and star and own the company, right? I, or co-own it with. You. I own half the company. Caden owns the other half. Um, we both direct. We also both produce, which is the boring part. What's that? Um, well, how do you produce a porn? Like, what does that entail? Oh, I mean, it's there's the part that's just like any production where it's like, where are we going to shoot it? And like, how's the math part going to work with the budget? Yeah. And what do people eat? And like, yeah, what that. do we have on set? Yeah. yeah. What do you, what, yeah, what do you, you kind of food eat? do you have on a porn set? That, Burritos um, and beans. <laughs> that depends a lot. Uh-huh. Like it's, is there scatting? Well, digital <laughs> right? playground sets, they would order for like the crew so it would be like Mexican food. Oh and I'm like, God. you know what I kidding? don't want to eat is like a bunch of fucking cheese and beans right before I'm going to take my clothes off on camera and be like vigorously jiggled. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or vigorously jiggle myself. Right. <laughs> there's, right. there's some agency in the Either jiggling. way, no it's jiggling just, on, on rice and beans. Yeah, no. Uh, and then the way that I do it is I'll ask the performers what they eat mm-hmm. and then make sure that we have that for them. I bet the performers in your videos probably fucking love working for you. I, well, I, like, thank you. You get it. I picked that up from Pink and White. Um, they do they do queer porn and it's their big thing is called Crash Pad series. Okay. Um, 
But Jiz Lee is um they work in the I office. I know. <laughs> I know she's the, the Asian girl with the shaved head. They, but yes. Oh, they? Jiz Jiz does um gender neutral pronouns. Oh. They and them. Oh, okay. But I, so when I you fuck it up all the time. You say they. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. It takes a little getting used to. Yeah, because I, I I'm curious like what so when you say, oh, me and they are going to the store? I I, I tend to just like, err on their... the side of jizz. Like, <laughs> I'm like, me and jizz. Yo, like, jizz works jizz. For... <laughs> That's amazing. But um, yeah, or mostly what I shoot now is the around the world in 80 ways stuff, which is just like, it takes 45 minutes to shoot. Oh, so it's like, short. okay, let's do this. And then I'll buy you lunch after. Cause... Yeah. Because why are we going to break so you can have a piece of lunch? Like, when, yeah. you don't want to be yet. <laughs> Yeah. How long, like, on the average when you were doing videos, not for your production company now, but how long would shoots take on average? I mean, it depends on the plots. Yeah. It's like, is it a big production thing? Is it like a little, like, gonzo thing? Is it because there some movies, God, some of the movies they've been in took like two and a half weeks to shoot. And wow. To shoot like the whole thing, yeah, because it's multiple. It would be multiple locations and stuff. Yeah, multiple yeah. locations, multiple scenes, and the days would just it would be like twenty hour days and just exhausting. How does um, the crew behave on a porn set? Ah, uh, that also. I wonder varies. if they watch porn. Like it's like if you work at a coffee shop, you're like, if I see one more cup of coffee, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking freak out. They, it doesn't seem like they tend to for much longer than like a year do after they, get, they start working in porn because they, they know everyone and then it's awkward do they get boners sometimes they do so you're like fucking a guy and you're like dude i could see your dick like can you not real quick like <laughs> i i tune out the <laughs> okay. crew when i'm like doing a scene but possibly how often <laughs> do they stop you in the middle and be like mm, your butthole was a little uh, to the left and we really do they get no. that meticulous okay. no there's i mean there are some directors like um oh god i'm trying to remember his name andrew blake um he mostly made stuff in like the the late 90s early 2000s mm-hmm. but his his work was like intricately choreographed and oh. so like he would or like paul thomas um Anderson? who did no, just well, he just born too. But it's he, very um, artfully done. He did features for Vivid for like a decade plus, mm-hmm. and he would sometimes, depending on the scene, be like very meticulous about all of it. But usually, they're like, "Okay, here's where you can work in. Here's where the lights coming from." Will they let you guide? Because yeah, do you, as you started doing it and got really popular, were you allowed to sit down with the guy or girl and be like, "Hey, I'm, let's do like and kind of choreograph it yourself?" Um, that's choreograph is sort of the wrong word, but it's pretty typical regardless of the status of any performer for before you do a scene, you sit down, you have it's we call it the talk. So <laughs> that sounds horrifying. And, I mean, kind of. Um, <laughs> but it's it's like very almost like getting all of the active consent and negotiation out of the way on the front end. Mm-hmm. So then when you're shooting, you can have it be as smooth as possible. And just have um, fun. Yeah. But you just like sit down and say, hey, so um, I'm weird about this and this. And like my right knee is just super being a pain in the ass today. So if we could not do <laughs> like reverse cowgirl. <laughs> right. And then they're like, okay. I'm really like, please don't do this and please don't do this. And yeah, I can totally accommodate your knee hates you. And um, I really like it when people 
nibble on my left earlobe. I don't know. And so you Some just really like, gets me like, like, here's my great buttons. Right. Here's my don't do this. Yeah. So, like, okay. And then you're just like, okay, so we'll do some of this and some of this. And like, do you okay. think, pe- I wonder what would happen if people had that conversation who aren't porn stars in their sex life. I wonder how oh, much be better their sex would be. Well, maybe. It's also a very awkward, like, even when you have that conversation all the time with other performers who also have it all the time, it's still very like, okay. <laughs> like, right. It's like clinical kind of almost. Kind like of. Like a checklist. Because I, the times that I have talked about it, and it's mainly been with Steven, it like, I'm like, yeah, and then what are you going to do? Like then, and like, and it gets so turned on. I'm like, all right, let's go fuck. Like it's, I feel like you can do it in a way with a sexual partner, unless it's like a one night stand or something. You're like, I just want to fuck you and leave. Mm-hmm. Um, it can get, it can be like a turn on. I would think, like, because one of the things we get is we have couples write in to us a lot, and they're like, I don't talk to my girlfriend or boyfriend about this shit. I never do. So what I'll do is I'll play your podcast. I'm like, what'd you think about that butt thing they talk about? And then they have, it's improved their sex life. I'm like, that's the best compliment I could ever get. But it's it's so simple. It's just talk to the person and have the conversation that you've never had with the person you're fucking. You'll tell your girlfriends or whoever, but you won't tell the guy sticking his dick in you. Or you'll tell the NSA with your Google history. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You really love getting pounded by Filipino Nose up the beehole. <laughs> what are your I will not do in porn? Is there anything that you're like, absolutely not? Or that you uh, find degrading? Or do you find anything like offensive? Like jizzing on the face, a lot of people are like, is that offensive? I can't tell. I don't think it is if you want that to happen. As, as far as acts, there are things that I haven't found a way to make like fun and empowering, for lack of a better word, for me. Like... Like a gangbang. Yeah. I'm like, it just sounds so like... Do you like gangbangs? I love that kind of porn, but I feel like if I actually was ever in a situation where that was a possibility, I'd be like, no, because then you think you could do whatever you want with me. Like, I would right, get offended. Exactly. I would get offended. I don't, I don't particularly like watching them. Um, although now, because of Trench Code X, I've spent a lot of time... Studying watching, and taking notes. W- no, watching every minute of oh, yeah. lots you, of different sorts of porn. Are you in the editing room? I, no, I'm the one who um, I'm the one who does all the tags oh. for the Squick and Squeeze system. So I have watched every single second of every oh, scene God. that we have live on the site. Can you explain that? Because Stephen was talking oh. about it. that's a really great idea, and no porn site that I've ever come across has this, and it's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm so damn <laughs> smug about it. Yeah. Um, it's great. So, so like tagging systems are. Like they just they happen. They're part of the fabric of the Internet. Yeah. Um, But it's all like looking for blank, 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 blank. That's what I want to see. And And important. I feel like the tube sites, it's like big titties, big butt. (laughs) Girl yeah. who will let me do anything. Like they're so kind of simple minded. In pornography, it's very it's very like physical characteristics, race, which is like how how can you just like look at a person and be like nah. they're Asian? Like you you really don't know. Um, yeah, true. But um, and there's a whole tangent about how the category of interracial is like the most racist thing I've seen ever. But um, yeah, really? Yeah, because it's interracial is only a man who looks black. And it doesn't matter if they are black. Uh-huh. They have to look black mm-hmm. with almost always a younger, like, 
usually blonde. Yeah, white chick, yeah. White woman. Interracial doesn't get applied to anything else. Yeah. Um, it's not It's huh. not a black woman with a white man. That's not interracial. It's not like... We've actually yeah. got yeah, and we've actually gotten a few emails now from a black a black woman wrote us and she's like I really have this slave like this fantasy with a white guy, and and I'm like oh that's really interesting like because the degradation thing I personally think it's really hot people do or they don't obviously, but uh, I didn't know that there was a, a liking for that as much because yeah. then we heard from other people because we read the email and then a bunch of people wrote us like oh I, I like this I like that too there was, there was a girl uh, so kink.com they work out of the the old armory in San Francisco. Um, That's the shot before every video. It's yeah. like a shot of the outside. It looks fake. It looks like a photoshopped castle. No, it's real. Damn. <laughs> and they have the there. they have the upper floor and they'll have slaves on the upper floor as part of like a performance and sometimes they throw parties and it's a whole thing. And there was this one black girl and they refused to call her a slave. And she was like, but I'm here because I want to be a slave like all the other slaves. Yeah. And I don't know how the story ended or like. But they're like, no, resolved, I'm offended but... for you. You can't have what you want. Yeah. So yeah. There's white people telling like the person who would should is the only one who has the right to be offended how they should feel. It's yeah. it's beyond. People telling people how they should feel about shit is like Mm-mm. a huge pain. It's, it's really it's really irritating. That's, but it's interracial is just such a garbage like because it's not interracial. Because it's not like it's like no, you only mean this one specific thing that plays into yeah. racial stereotypes. And when it's the only time that for like years and years mainstream porn would have a man of color mm-hmm. involved, then it's like, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to go, okay, this is a fetish or a niche niche interest that some people like. And so sometimes we'll shoot this stereotyping thing. Mm-hmm. But it's another thing to, like, look around an industry and go, oh, man, yeah, the companies that, like, get attention and stuff – the only time they shot black people for a long time was when it was black men with little white women and they really? made a huge deal out of interracial and the pictures are all like, dude, like towering over the little girl. It's a oh, lot. Um, and so we when we started the website, I'm like, OK, no fucking teen, no fucking MILF and no fucking interracial. Interesting. Like, what's your what's your issue with teen and MILF? Because those are. Those are the only options for women. They're like the biggest porn. They're the biggest categories on all those tube sites, like, I feel like. It's like you're a teen, regardless of whether you are a teen or not, mm-hmm. until they decide you're a MILF. And MILF is like and you're a MILF. <laughs> I'm MILF is like I would 25. be twenty five. Oh yeah, we would uh, That's some be MILF. bullshit. Yeah. And like they still try to call me a teen. Like I'll find my shit on tube sites and I shot it like last year and I'm twenty nine now. And they're like teen stoya and I'm like, you guys are all Shut the fuck up. Yeah. But so I'm like, we're not doing any of these three words and probably lots of other words and whatever. So, all right, we're kind of going to have to work on like a new taxonomy of sex and this is going to be bumpy and awkward and a whole mess. Yeah, the the definitions. And then people were um, like, it was becoming apparent that the way that a lot of people who consume pornography a lot find it is with these very specific strings of search words that are individual and become more sophisticated over time. So mm. it's like they'll start with like schoolgirl milf bush. <laughs> and Party. Then, and then it gets more specific. Yeah. Like schoolgirl milf bush. 
high heels, fishnet, thigh highs. Emotionally anal. intelligent. No. no yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, so it's like, how can we how can we sort of break that? Because one of the greatest things about sex is exploration. Like when you have a long term partner and you get comfortable enough with them to be like, hey, I'm just going to try some weird shit on you and see what happens. Yeah, it's, like, it's so much fun. It's super fun. Um and it's and then also from like a business perspective, people who like, for instance, like shopping, mm-hmm. one of the things that's fun about it is you like sort of look for stuff and then you discover something and you've like sort of like hunted it down. It's like you um, earned it. That's why I love thrifting because you have yeah. to hunt for it and you have to find like a diamond in the rough kind of. And so we're like, how can we put exploration back into that? And then also I remembered a conversation I'd had with... A writer named Fiona Duncan, and she was talking about, um, like, one of her friends would look at porn, but they didn't want to just, like, browse around porn sites because there are, like, a couple of things that they're just horrified by. For this specific person, it was the word tranny. Like, they just didn't want to see the word tranny. Because they didn't want to see a transgender person, or they just were offended that that word... Because that word was just, like, such a thing to them. Um, Okay. And I'm like, you know, I get that because I've also heard over the years from a lot of women who are like, I don't I don't want to be like watching a scene and having a great time. And then all of a sudden the guy's like, yeah, you dirty fucking whore. And then it just ruins it for me because I don't want to see that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. So if we do positive search and negative search. Mm. Then and I was like, oh, but this is going to take like hundreds of thousands of dollars to code or something. Right. And I went to my programmer and he's like, yeah, give me two days. Oh, shit. And he's like, what do you want to call it? I'm like, well, I guess squick is like a good word for the things you don't want to see. uses that word a lot. It's yeah. a great word. Yeah. And I'm like, squick. And then I guess we need another word for the other one. And he's like, how about squee? And I'm like, I love it. Um, <laughs> so cute. And it's I think it's always going to be a work in progress because it's... What are some of the categories, like, what are some of the search words that you've found, you've come up with that are not traditionally seen on the tube sites? Um, oh, God. I don't really know. Because I don't go to the tube sites. Oh, okay. Um, But it's, we we focus a lot on, um, so there's, there's a, I think it's called active consent, but it might be like vocal consent or explicit consent, something like that. Um, so we'll use that when, um, let's see, wide open Carter Cruz. Carter Cruz does a blow bang. What's a blow and it, bang? It's like a gang bang. For blow But nobody puts anything in your lower holes, only your mouth. <gasps> and she's on her knees. I would get so tired. Oh, God. She's on her knees, <laughs> and I'm watching this scene, and she's like grabbing the dudes by the ass and like fucking her own face. And then she stands up. She stands up halfway through the scene and just starts shoving their heads into her pussy. And I'm like, this is the most amazing. And the whole time she's saying, like, yeah, fuck. Oh, fuck my face. Fuck my face. (laughs) And so it's, I'm like, that, that is active, explicit fucking consent. And that's beautiful. And that's a thing that, like, we should see more of. And that's, honestly, I wouldn't even think of, like, that's something I could search for in porn. But I love when a chick takes over, especially when it's a gangbang, like, especially when there's a room full of dudes and her. Oh God! It's um, I. It it doesn't necessarily turn me on. It doesn't turn me off. But I'm like, fucking good for you. Yeah, you <laughs> take those dicks and you shove them wherever you want. <laughs> no, I saw that and I was like, Caden, I think I might want to do a blow bang or a 
gangbang one day, maybe. Like, this, yeah. this looks like a fun way to do it. Yeah. Um, and then we have interdiscourse. What is that? Well, because it was, so Caden did the scene, and it's a POV scene, and so it's, like, just the camera, and then, like, the guy's, like, lower torso and their dick, and mm-hmm. then her. And she's just, like, talking the whole time, and she's, like... I don't even know what she said. What do you do for work? What's your mom doing? It's just all like sexy talk. Yeah, dirty talk. But I didn't want to say sexy talk and I didn't want to say dirty talk because it's like, well, if I'm going to go like all semantics, nitpicky, like, then I might as well go all the way. So like dirty does have this connotation of dirty. Yeah. (laughs) Let's come up with a better word. Um, Because when I I think of dirty talk, I think of a guy like, you fucking whore, yeah, you're going to fuck me, you cum bucket. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, And so I workshopped this one on Twitter. (laughs) And someone threw out interdiscourse. And I was like, that's funny. Yeah. Let's, Let's try it and see if people get what it means. Because also, like, when you're dealing with the internet, you're dealing with a global market, and something that's funny in English is oh, God. maybe, like, really confusing. In China, in the discourse, very offensive. Yeah, I don't Whatever. know. Whatever, I don't know. <laughs> so it's just, it's always going to be kind of, like, growing. So you watch every second of the porn videos to tag them. I mean, how many tags second. do these videos have? That varies, um, because it's, like... I mean, Jesus, I would think of, like, pink fingernails, red eye. I don't know. Like, I would go... I feel like I'd make myself nuts going so specific. We can't. Uh, the, the web developer, at one point, he was like, okay, you need to chill on the tags and, like, figure <laughs> out what's important to you, because if you want to have 2,000 tags, you need a better organization system, mm. and the site needs, like... It would have to be recoded in a more efficient way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So we don't have that. I think we have maybe like 200. Oh, okay. Um, and then it's... <coughs> ah, sorry. <laughs> okay. There we go. Um, and then it's this like, okay, like this is phase one and we can look at how things are going over and um, a performer that I really want to work with pointed out that penis and vulva... Because we were using that because, like, you know, some there's some people who, like, really don't want to see anything that looks like a penis. Oh, right. And there might be people who really don't want to see anything that looks like a vulva. I mean, like you don't have anything for them that one time. (laughs) um, And so we have been using and still are at this point penis for people that have genitals that look like a penis and Mm -hmm. vulva for so on and so forth. Um, and then someone pointed out that trans people, they don't want to have, if they're like male to female, they don't want to have their genitals called a penis. And we can probably figure out a better way to phrase it. And so then I workshopped this on Twitter again. And I think what we've settled on is public parts, mostly internal huh. and mostly external. Oh, Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because that's someone, very that's evolving. Like, because someone was like private parts, and I was like, "Oh, our parts are not private at all. Yeah. Um, very much exposed parts." But it's like <laughs> mostly internal, mostly external. Like okay. people can understand, like they get the like what's going on. Yeah, they get they get used to the dialogue and the what it implies. And yeah, the videos as they go along. But then it. we're not like 
misgendering people's genitals. Right. Because that you want to be cognizant of that. Yeah. Because right. people are making such progress with... Uh, she had a Corinne's birthday party. We were raising money for um, LGBTQI um, youth, homeless youth because they get kicked out of their house. So it's, yeah. And we had... Um, she printed out pictures of all the transgender women who were murdered this year. Oh, and God. we put their pictures up. Happy and birthday. Say, hashtag, no, with the hashtag say her name and we had her name on there because no, like it's insane the amount of, especially trans women of color, they yeah. just get, so it's great to see that specific little thing is actually a huge deal because it, it's making it more of the dialogue of every day. Yeah, which is I think important, um, yeah. but it's we still haven't made the change yet because I was like, "Yo, webmaster, you yeah, can we just like replace this with this?" And he's like, "Yeah, but then what are you gonna do about penis and anus and penis and vulva?" And I'm like, oh, "Okay, fine, yeah, that's a lot. God, I, I'll just wait until I have a day to yeah. sit and focus and like <laughs> tagging porn. That's a that's, that's a really intricate. A I, job. I couldn't I couldn't just do anything the easy way. <laughs> yes, yeah. no. Um, I want to talk about testing. Okay. So what what's the testing like in porn? Um, industry standard with professional LA-based or San Francisco-based or Florida-based um, or Nevada. There's not much in New York. Um, okay. But industry standard in the U.S. as far as professional porn <laughs> is you, in order to work, need to have a test that's less than 14 days old that covers... Um, Syphilis, gonorrhea, chlamydia, trick, hepatitis, trichomoniasis. It's a yeah. What is it? I'm like I don't know. It's so sad because I don't know. I know these things exist. I don't know what the symptoms are. I don't know how. I know there's pills and creams and shit, but I don't know anything about STDs. It's not a. It's not a fungus. (laughs) Like it's not like yeast, and it's not a bacteria. It's a. I can't remember the fucking word for it. It's another one of those. it's another one of those little creatures. Yeah. Wait, like crams? Or one of the No, it's like it's smaller than smaller than whatever level crabs are on. Oh, okay. It's, it's more like gonorrhea chlamydia around Like a mite or something? Like that lives like the kind of thing that lives in your like your eyebrows and eyelashes? <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's <laughs> oh, like well, that sounds all right. It's like lower on the totem pole of seriousness, uh, like uh no, on the on the totem pole of like complexity as an organism. Yeah, uh, okay. So okay. like it's. I wish I could remember what it is. Um, just, I've never heard that word before. I'm kind of embarrassed. Thing, and it's like a little, like yeah, kind of infection sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's chlamydia, gonorrhea, tricks, syphilis, hepatitis A, B, and C, and HIV. But the HIV test is done by the PCR DNA. So instead of the ELISA, which has gotten much better over the years, but it still looks for the antibodies mm-hmm. that your body produces in reaction to the virus. The PCR looks for the actual virus. Okay. So it's more likely to find it sooner. Yeah, early detection. Um, yeah. So yeah. every time a, a porn uh, actor or actress shoots, they take one of these tests? No. Oh. Um, if you're like me, then. A lot of the time, yes, but because I don't shoot very often. Um, okay, but like I'll, well, now because I have to do runs of production like all at once, I'll take a test, and then I'll do like five or six scenes, and then okay. I'll wait two weeks, which is the window period. 
between if, it, when, if you would have gotten something two weeks is when it would have right. started to show up. And then I'll test again and go, oh, my test is completely negative. Nothing that needs to be treated. Moving on. Right. We can, or we can like, touch genitals now. Or like, ah, fuck, I've got chlamydia. Are you I was, sure I've got chlamydia? And then you retest. And half the time it turns out. Uh, gonorrhea is the one that throws the false positives all the time. Oh. But it's like, you've got gonorrhea. And then you go and retest when you pick up the antibiotics. And oh. then usually the second test comes back and they're like, oh, false alarm. Never mind. Have you gotten STDs through porn? Um, I've gotten gonorrhea once and chlamydia once while I was doing porn. But also you can't really say for sure. Yeah. Like... Because it could take a second to show up. Yeah. And also, like, if you have a partner in your personal life as well, mm-hmm. and then it's like, yeah. well... They need, to, if, they need to be getting tested. And it's you're... like, if the person that I worked with and the person that I'm having sex with offset and I all got gonorrhea at the same time, like... Yeah. Where the uh, fuck did it come from? Yeah. Interesting. And what what is... what? Those go away quickly, right? I don't know shit about STDs. All I know is it's, I gotta get tested. That's it. Gonorrhea is becoming more and more antibiotic resistant. Oh fuck! Which is actually really frightening because if it's untreated, like whether it's because you don't get tested and then know that you have it to treat it, or because it's antibiotic resistant, so maybe they can't treat it. It'll actually do damage to your internal organs, mm. like sometimes your heart. Um, oh, fuck. So that's. That's super concerning. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Chlamydia is basically just like, oh, take some antibiotics. Itch, 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 uh, cream. Or Don't have sex with anyone yeah. until you finish the antibiotics and test to make sure it's gone. Because if you don't test to make sure it's gone and you just go back to fucking, that's how you end up with antibiotic resistant shit. Uh, just throw that out there yeah. to the world. Yeah. <laughs> like, very important to know. Very important. And you are you on- test after you're treated to make sure the treatment was effective. Are um, you on birth control? Or were you on birth control? I cannot. No, I can't. Birth control makes me mentally ill. I, the Except last the time one I'm on now, the last time because I've, I've tried like many, many different kinds of oral contraceptives. And the last time I started taking them and two months later, I was growing ovarian cysts. But it was like those hurt like a they, motherfucker. But this was excessive. Like I'd had cysts before, but this was like one that was the size of an egg on my left ovary. Holy shit! And like twenty little ones on my right ovary. And then Ooh. a few weeks later, it was like, oh, here's a big one on the right ovary. And like from the birth control. Because I take it so that I don't get cysts. My gynecologist at the time, um, she refused to like support this. But I'm like, well, I started taking it, and two months later, I had crazy cysts, and then I stopped taking it, and three or four months later, I was fucking fine again. So, and your gynecologist was like, that doesn't make sense. And she said, correlation is not causation. I and I'm like, you're also the woman who told me if I'd stop fighting nature and have a baby, maybe I wouldn't have these problems. No, she to did which not. My response, no, she did not, Stoya. To which my response was, oh, should I name it my doll? <laughs> um, <laughs> What the fuck, dude? Were you like, you're fired? I'm not going to. That's fucked yeah. up. That's I, I was basically like, you're fired. Why are women who don't want to have kids like, no, you want to have kids. Know. You just don't know it yet. You're not a woman unless you have kids. That is so in- infuriating. <gasps> Cring- you get do you, don't you get that a lot? I've heard you talk about that before. Like, well, people yeah, I mean, are like, what I've, do you mean you don't want kids? I've always said that I didn't want kids, and people said, well, when you get older, you want. It. And I keep getting older, and I keep still not wanting. Kids. I'm 30 years old now. I still don't want kids. 
I don't think there's a, I, anything wrong with nothing kids. wrong. With I that. like kids. Well, I like interacting with kids. I don't hate kids. I can't believe a guy but just would some say that. people don't want them. Well, and also, I mean, yeah, when you go to that OBGYN, they they just you know keep reminding you that t- you know the clock is ticking. I'm like, <laughs> it can keep ticking. I don't. Bitch, <laughs> we can. Tick-tock. I hear it. I hear the ticking, and I'm not. It's not concerned. Yeah. Or like in the drugstore where they call it the family planning aisle. Oh. It's like really. <laughs> I'm just okay. trying to not get pregnant. Okay. Yeah. Dude, what did you say to your gyno after she said that? I can't. <laughs> well, I said what I said. Me? What would I name it? My doll, and she was oh, not yeah, amused. Yeah. And then I didn't go back to her because I fuck was like, her. This is absurd. Like, Damn, it is. Did yeah. she knew you were doing porn? I mean, she did. You had, she asked the sexual history. And it's, I, I feel like, like it's always this thing where it's like, well, you don't have to tell the doctor, but also like you kind of do because it might be important information. Yeah, because if something pops up, she can say, oh, she can deduce that it may be, I don't yeah. know. And also just like in general, like your doctor will probably know your profession. So why would you not say your profession just because they might have some opinion right. on it? When I told Fuck my it. doctor that uh, I was scared to go on birth control, I had a cyst. I went to the ER and <laughs> Stephen bought me a dildo for Christmas. It was Aww. gigantic, right? I was like, that's so sweet. <laughs> Gigantic though, and I was like, "Yeah." But it came along with that femasculated feeling that I had at the beginning of our relationship. I was like, "Oh, it's all you got, fucking yeah, stick it on me. <laughs> I can take it, whatever. Just take it wherever you want." And then we used it, and I was like, "That was cool," but it was a little intense. And then I woke up in the middle of the night in the worst pain of my life, and mm-hmm. he took me to the ER, and I had cysts. So did, um, did one of them burst? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And the ER did not have a gynecologist working at the time so this male doctor who's never I don't think ever been up a woman's parts before had to stick a wand up me and he was so uncomfortable oh and I was on morphine I was in so much pain I was crying Stephen was crying like it was the worst but my doctor was like you should go on um, birth control because it'll help that and I said birth control makes me a maniac it mm-hmm. makes me psychotic it makes me insane and she goes <laughs> No, it's a birth control doesn't do that. And I go, oh, oh, bitch. <laughs> it does. You got an hour? I can tell you some stories of horrible things I've said to people. Well, what a dumb thing to say because that's like, that's a common experience. I know. Yeah. And they doctors can make you feel uh, like you're wrong. They they always like to remind you that they're a doctor with their... <laughs> I I, my primary care guy is the one who does the like testing mm-hmm. for... He's like the the remote draw station. So you pee in the cup and they take your blood and then they ship it to the approved testing place. And Mm -hmm. it's complicated because porn. Um, But (laughs) are they like, oh, this is porn piss? I don't want it. But uh, (laughs) so he I started seeing him when I needed to see like a doctor Mm -hmm. because I already knew him. And so I felt comfortable. And he is my favorite because like you bring him something like I had this like just uh, disgustingly swollen. It was like the size of a quarter, like lump, like oh, on, on your batch. Uh, it was it was like in between the labia and the upper thigh. Oh. So just like right on the like right yeah. on the crease there. You're like that shouldn't be there. And I, I was like, like I'm like, oh, I guess it's about time I've gotten some strange STD that no one's ever heard of before. <laughs> um, but I went and I'm like, yo, dude, you got to look at this. And he's like, oh, dude, check this out. what is that? And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, <laughs> fucking tell me. He's like, I don't know either. That's what we could scary. cut it open and find uh, out. Oh, and I'm like, oh, yeah, let's do that. Oh, wow. Because he's honest. Like, yeah. He's like, I can't tell what that is just by looking at it. We're going to have to yeah. cut it open and I see. And it turns out <laughs> it was, oh, God, I'm pretty sure the world's most amazingly ingrown pubic hair. Wow. 
And so he cut it open and he just pulls out and like it just kept going. It was like the magic trick with the scarves. Oh, like, shit. Where you're like, whoa, cool. And he's he's always like, do you mind if the med students come in? And I'm like, yeah, sure, bring them all in. So there's a med student in the corner and Dr. George goes, oh, wow. <laughs> and I kind of look and I see he's doing something and I'm like, you, get my phone and take pictures. And he goes, <laughs> God, document this shit. <laughs> he goes to bring me my purse so I could take my phone out myself. And I'm like, it's not a metaphor for a woman's vagina. Just stick your hand in there. <laughs> Poor med student. It's like, oh, okay. And they're like, no, Aww. zoom in, zoom in. This is amazing. Oh. <laughs> wow. And but he's a great doctor because he's just like, I don't know. Yeah. And yeah. we're going to have to do something. Like, he doesn't try to pretend like he knows I mean, everything yeah, exactly. or judge you. Like, I feel um, like those opinions that doctors sometimes throw on patients are like, what the <clears throat> fuck? Yeah. It's so shitty. And like, he knows that. So, like, one of the other things about my job is I travel so much that it's like I'm always on planes, I'm always shaking hands with people. And so, like, because Terrible. he knows all of that, because I can be honest with him, then he's like, so your flu shot, you're getting it, because if you get the flu, you're a fucking super spreader. Like, mm, Right, right. Good call, Doc. <laughs> and then like, okay, fine. Fine. What are your opinions about condoms and porn? I think... Do they have to be... What is the, what is the law now, currently? All oh, porn, you have God. to have condoms, or only... I feel like in Florida you don't, or something. No, it's Florida or something. It would take two hours to really explain the intricacies of all of it. Um, I think at the end of the day, it is always up to a receptive partner what does and does not go in their body. And Word. so I'm not going to let the government legislate what I do and do not put in my body. Mm-hmm. And also, um, I I prefer not to work with inexperienced performers or like really young performers that are like 18, 19. Um, and the kind of performers that I hire and perform with, they're educated enough about all of the medical stuff and all of the options mm. to be able to make their own decisions. And so the way that I do it is like condoms are always on the table. Mm-hmm. Dental dams are always on the table. But also, almost all of the time, people are like, I'll use them if the other person wants. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise we are like, tested and we're fine. Yeah. It's a um, preference. Yeah, that's true. I, good old government, tell me what I can do with my parts. Yeah. That's sweet. But technically, according to OSHA, we're currently... I, I actually don't know what specifically is going on in California right now. But anytime outside of California that it's come up, they've been like, oh, well, I guess it would be like like how we do with nurses because bloodborne pathogens or like mm. tattoo artists. And it's like, okay, I can kind of see, but like it's yeah. a little different. And like, <laughs> and then yeah. what's going on in California is the AIDS Healthcare Foundation for years, they were the people behind Measure B, which is the LA County Condoms and Porn Law. Okay. And now they've got a so statewide this, one that they they're have trying to, wear to push con- through. Do they have to wear condoms or not necessarily? Um, legally. In currently in LA County, you're supposed to wear condoms. Um, okay. Both because OSHA says, and also because of this Measure B law. But the thing is, so Measure B got appealed to the Ninth Circuit, which is like halfway in between okay. local and the Supreme Court. And the Ninth Circuit, they rejected the appeal. But also, by the time that they'd released their ruling, they'd cut the definition of sex. 
down to penis in vagina or anus. Because <laughs> that's the only and, sex there is. And so it's like at the end of the day, regardless of what their motivations are, all they're really focusing on is condoms and HIV. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here going, you can totally get gonorrhea from like, it can go genital to mouth. Mm-hmm. And gonorrhea will eat your fucking heart. And now some of it's antibiotic resistant. Like, so y'all get hyper fixated on HIV and condoms. I'm still gonna be worried about fucking antibiotic other things. Yeah. Or even like fucking tuberculosis. Like, we do this thing where we get everything goes sideways when we talk about sexually transmittable infections Mm -hmm. and we like, sort of like fetishize these few that we think of as only sexually transmittable. Mm -hmm. But it's just anytime you're like swapping fluids with people, like, and it's like, because of my job, like I I have to do things like get, um, it's called a titer and it tests, um, it tests what your immunity level is. Oh, so, so like I got my hepatitis A and B vaccines 10 years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. And I've had to have titers run every once in a while to make sure that the vaccines are still working. Good call. Because if, like, it doesn't matter if you had it two two decades ago or whatever. Yeah. What matters is if it's still functioning. Mm-hmm. And so the next week I got to go get a hepatitis A booster oh, because okay. the titer it, this time was like, yeah, the hepatitis A immunity is so you're really on top of this testing shit. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, are, are most porn people like that or are you one of the few? Um, I mean, you would think, obviously, if it's your career, you want to make it the best possible. Why would and you're, you you want to care about your genitals? <laughs> like, it's it's a constant effort to um to educate people because when you think about the state of sexual education in the U.S., <laughs> oh. the people that come into porn when they come in are like, oh, and like I had to figure out a lot of this stuff on my own. Um, How did you learn about sex? Like when did your parents talk to you? Did you have was, sex education was that was good? And my mom oh. just like let me read whatever the hell I wanted to. And did she give uh, you like here's this book? Yeah, you, you can I've, read it. I found it all myself. Oh, cool! I was like a weird twelve year old reading like feminist That's books rad. and like, and then there was the the I think it was the Good Vibrations guide to oh or no our bodies ourselves oh that's (laughs) a popular one and then like you know and then it like went from there okay so you kind of discovered on your own but you went to good sources because i feel like what happens now is it's absence only education for a lot of public schooling and then you go out in the world and then you watch porn and you're like oh i guess that's what i gotta do and then you do that and then the girl gets pregnant and then there's no like it's just like can't you see what is happening here? You are start sparking this cycle of horrible habits, and these, pe- and then you're not allowing them to have access to abortions or have access to no. like reproductive care. I'm like, you're setting us up to fail, and then you're yelling at us for failing, and also like making people so ashamed that you hear stories like the girl who got gonorrhea <coughs> and then got treated, but then still had it. Because she was too ashamed to tell her partner that they needed to get, get treated as well. So she just kept like wow. going back and getting gonorrhea again. 
And it's like, why am I getting gonorrhea over and over? Oh, well, yeah. Nobody said she was the smartest, but um, <laughs> you just end up with well, all that this, like, shame, deeply unfortunate affects... shit. Yeah. Where it's like, so now you've got one person running around with no idea what they have and another one who keeps getting gonorrhea over yeah. and over because they can't tell And shame can be deadly because if you're too afraid to speak up or talk to anybody about it and then it fucking makes your heart stop. Yeah. What the fuck? Are you, have you ever been ashamed of anything about yourself? <laughs> you're the one of the few people that we've asked. You're like, let me see. I got to think about it. Usually people are like, oh, Jesus, you got a second. <laughs> Even when you were young? I, I was I was homeschooled. I wasn't properly socialized. <laughs> but that's, but like not being ashamed is one of the, like that's such a lucky, you're so lucky that you, have, you weren't exposed to these horrible ideas that like leaked into your brain and then dictate the way you lead your life. Like you really, you're so on top of your shit. And like, even the first time you did porn, you're very like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. <laughs> and we've talked to um, Misty Dawn. Do you know her? She's porn. Oh, she's a burning angel. Yeah, she's yes. awesome. But she told me about these experiences where she would be told one thing. She goes to set, totally different situation. And she ah. kind of was like, well, and they wouldn't give her a kill fee. They wouldn't, like, they're like, if you don't do this, you're not getting paid. And she's like, what the fuck? That's um, to go back to Rashida Jones and her documentary that I refuse to watch. Um, so I'm kind of talking out of my ass here. But. <laughs> <coughs> That's one of my big problems with that is when you have a huge platform and you perpetuate this idea that as a worker in porn, like as a performer, you are going to get like kicked around and taken advantage of and like so on and so forth. Then when the kids who are like 15 now seeing that when some of them turn 18 or 19 or 22 or whatever and go into porn, they're not going to know that it's actually totally possible to, to be like, up for yourself here are my limits. Here's what I'm willing to do. Here's what I want to do. Here's what I'm only willing to do for a lot of money. Yeah. And like, here are the terms that I'm willing to do it under. Mm-hmm. They don't have that. Yeah. No one's feeding them that dialogue to Because you can totally themselves. do that. Yeah. Like, what would you say to somebody if they came? Do people come up to you at conventions and stuff like, I want to do porn story. What What should I do? Like, what uh, are your feelings? Oh, you went all the time. All the time. Really? All the time. Except mostly most, women or? No, most mostly it's men. Oh, really? And then I'm like, I'm not helping you at all. Because <laughs> if you think you're going to come to a female performer to find out how to do porn. Yeah. You're not very good at critical thinking, and I don't want to be responsible for bringing more people who aren't good at critical thinking into, into the industry. porn industry. Yeah, uh, um, but I did um, a few years ago when unionization was explored, um, and it was decided that that was not the best route at all. Um, I was part of forming an organization called the Adult Performer Advocacy Committee, and. I have problems with some of the things that they do. and Like what? Just, um... Mm, I, uh, I like, think... Aunt, like slut-shamey things? Or no. like their ideals are kind of backwards? Well, first, first let's talk about the good thing. Okay, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. So uh, one of the first things that the Adult Performer Advocacy Committee did was make a video called Porn 101 
that starts with, um, you know, so you think you want to do porn? Have you really thought about the <laughs> ramifications? And then goes into like, here's some basic medical shit, just like the most basic of basic with STIs. Yeah. And taxes, they're a thing. Oh, yeah. Like, just uh, no, yeah, you, yeah. How the fuck would you know? And you it was just to... this like group think sort of like a like I think probably twenty five performers were involved to some degree mm-hmm. in making it happen, and so they're like, I'm sure all of us have like little things where like we're like I would have put that in, or like I don't necessarily fully support this sentence. Yeah, whenever you have a but big group of people, you're never going to be on the exact same page. Overall, I would say anyone who wants to do porn or thinks they want to do porn, go find the Adult Performer Advocacy Committee Porn 101 video and sit there and watch it. And see how you feel. Yeah. And, and like feel amped. Think about all that shit. Yeah. So the, the that organization's the purpose is to like talk to people, honestly, who are thinking of getting into porn. Um... Or do you want to educate people on how? I mean, uh, it um, the business when it, when it was founded, it was very much, oh, performers aren't our voices aren't being taken seriously, and we're actually like really the experts, not the production companies, yeah. not the fucking AHF, not OSHA, not the yeah. people who are really concerned that we need to be saved. Like. We're the authorities on what we need and how we can do our jobs better. And um, so it was like, well, if we like band together, then um, and so its its mission initially was to work with the other interested parties, like the producers' rights organization and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but advocate for the performers because because who else the was? agents no had one. their own group and the producers had their own group and whatever. And it was like actually, yeah, like we're. You getting dicked around and kind of walked over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And a big part of that was whether it's um, whether it's performers who have just come in or performers who've like been working for maybe a while but are missing a certain kind of skill set. Like I had no idea how to deal with my taxes or get an accountant or anything until like two years ago. Damn. Yeah. (laughs) uh, when you're, especially when you're freelancing, I mean, when you're doing, you're that you're a freelancer. Yeah, right? you're freelancing. Who the fuck? I mean, you gotta. I didn't even. I just now realizing. Oh shit! I need to set aside like twenty percent of all these checks I'm making. Yeah, and so it was just this like, like okay, like share resources because like some people were really good at like fucking um, tax shit and yeah. like here's a recommendation for an accountant and like all that and other people are really good at like. Here's the doctor that I go to who's not judgmental and like good to know. Like yeah. PS, like you really need to not share toothbrushes because that mm. can transmit STDs, right? With uh, the, through the gums that it they can, bleed. It can transmit hepatitis C. Ooh. Yeah. And razors. And razors. I'm you also shouldn't share razors. Toothbrushes is gross. It is. I, disgusting. But I that's why I never I won't share a toothbrush or an ice cream cone. It's just never. Ugh. The little pieces of food in your teeth. That's the one thing that couples do that just fucking freaks me out. Yeah, that's my line. I, I don't I'll love, never do that. We'll never love anyone that much. <laughs> Ever. And just I'm comfortable me. with that. Yeah, no, that's gross. I wouldn't do that either. Ugh. Do guys get treated like shit in porn? Um, not, not to the degree that you would think. 
hearing certain women run around going like, well, women get paid more than men in this industry. And like, they're the stars. (laughs) Technically, but then at the end of the day, I think it needs a lot more research for someone to be able to say that as fact. Because, yes, after a single scene with a male performer and a female performer, the female performer is going to be walking out with a check that is larger. Well, I mean, almost every time. And and most there's more porn stars that are female that people are like gravitate towards. And like women as a woman, I'm like, I don't I don't think I'm I never go. I want to see the certain guy. I don't give a shit. I just don't want him to be a lazy lonely. Because you're not because a lot of people who watch heterosexual porn aren't focused on the guy. The guy can work every single fucking day. Like, if he's good at his job, he can work every single day for, like, years. If no one cares about him. Like, <laughs> yeah. He can get to be, like, 50 just, and have, a like, a weird dick. He can have a weird mole with hair growing out of it. Nobody cares because you don't have well, to show like his face. it's like the King of Queens. Kevin, Kevin James gets a fucking hot-ass wife. I'm like, you're a tubby motherfucker. Yeah. That girl's so much hotter than you. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Is it kind of similar? Like, well, it's like newscasters, mm, People aren't meticulous about the men's physical things, but with women, it's, they're... Well, it, part of it is uh, the penis and its erect or not erect status can hold the whole fucking day hostage. True. Like, I mean, yeah. And so if a performer can reliably perform, because also all these fucking dudes who come up to me at conventions and are like, I want to do porn. I guarantee you every last one of them would wilt as soon as they got on set. Right. Because like, that's a skill. Like, you're and that's, that's why I'm like, go watch the fucking video. Don't waste, don't waste my goddamn time. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's like that's more important than I mean, yeah. looks anyway. And then also a lot of the like you're not looking at the guy's face much and like whatever. So they can work much more frequently <clears throat> and for a lot longer mm. if they're good at their job. A female performer, like I've done maybe 100 scenes mm-hmm. and I've been working for eight years. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's like, not. So like I've like spread my career out over a really long time. But if you're a female performer and you work four days a week, then you're probably going to have a career that lasts like three years. And there are a lot of exceptions to this, but I just... Some, like, actual statistician needs to get in there and run all the numbers. Mm-hmm. And because it's also there's an entertainment aspect to the job, then it's, like, that's a little more complicated because it's, like, how do you wait? I don't know, Rocco Sofredi's career against Nina Hartley's. But then, right. like, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. But someone someone who's, like, really good with numbers and data needs to get in there before I'll support the sentiment that otherwise more than men. Yeah, because otherwise it's just a fact that you're sporting out. Yeah, you're like, it's well, just, like, a cute really rah-rah girl power. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, has there been times when you've gone on set and everyone's ready and there's all these crew guys and the set's elaborate and it's beautiful and the guy's like, oh, fuck, my dick will get hard. Like, And then you just, yeah. <laughs> do you get paid? What the fuck happened? Or you go, it's cool, man. Just, Eat, yeah. eat me out real quick and maybe I don't do it. There's always a way to figure it out. Um, so one time, one time they shot um, <coughs> like all the dialogue. And it was it was me and Jenna Hayes. Dope. And like neither of us are chopped liver. Right. And I showered that morning. And God damn it. Jenna's like super classy. And so it was like, uh, but the guy was having a really bad day. Um, So they shot the dialogue and then they shot like the wide shot in softcore. And then they called in another performer who had basically the same colored dick and thighs. 
and shot all the penetration shot with him. his dick. Oh, that's amazing. Because the other guy's dick wouldn't get He hurt. just couldn't. How did he magic? Feel? Was he like, sorry? Did he feel bad? What was that? That was the problem was he started to struggle a little bit and, and then he felt really bad and then it just all went downhill. And Aww. yeah, usually, <laughs> usually if even if it's like a little difficult for them at first, like as long as you're not a total bitch about it. Yeah, they'll they'll get it back under control. But sometimes sometimes you have to do very strange things, like yeah. just call in a stunt cock. Um, <laughs> and you'd be like, it needs to be this shade of pink. And your thighs have yeah, your hair yeah. just a little over here. Like, what the it fuck? Was, is- it was hilarious watching the director and the production manager Make like calls. sit around and be like, okay, who's got... Who's got like a medium beige, <laughs> circumcised, think, 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 Scott Nails, but he's got uh, that giant tattoo on his arm. Oh, we'll just tell him to keep his arm hidden. Okay, <laughs> get him in here. Get him in. That's so funny. Do they get him in that day, the next day, like that quickly? That day. That day. Wow. Yeah. So you're just kind of chilling, being like waiting for that yeah, prop dick to get there? Okay, whatever. We'll hang out. Like, Wow, that's so funny. What's the funniest <laughs> thing that's ever happened to you on a porn set? Oh. Or like something bad or something you're like, oh, fuck. Anything interesting. I'm just so curious about what I, the, the environment is like. I, just, I feel like I blew my load early because the stunt dick one is That's like pretty maybe good. the funniest. That's pretty good. Um, oh, uh, I was just in. So the Around the World in 80 Ways series is it's it's me and a camera and another performer. Uh-huh. And that's it. And you're and holding so the camera, like, yeah. or is there a camera guy? Some, sometimes, um, sometimes the other performer will hold the camera for a little bit, or I'll like prop it up on something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm technically the camera operator. <laughs> it's really good that I'm super bendy. Um, I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah, you can really, you can probably take dope selfies. <laughs> no one sees your arm. <laughs> uh, so I was in Mexico City for a convention, and I had another performer down there with me uh his name's wolf hudson and i wake up one morning i wasn't feeling well when i got there i had my period i had a migraine and and wolf um wolf was like if if we don't shoot the scene like please don't feel like you have to like you're not into it like i'm not worried about it if you don't feel up to it well what do you do when you have your period um we will oh (laughs) <laughs> and I can get right back three, to <laughs> three minutes I'll try to make it short um, so like halfway through the trip I wake up and I'm like I feel great let's do this um, and in that case like this specific round of period having I was like we'll just do straight to anal it's fine like <laughs> as long as nobody has to go in there it doesn't matter what's right. going on um, and so I knock on his door and I'm like yo let's do this and then we go over to my <laughs> yo, room yo I'm ready <laughs> and so we're shooting in a hotel room which is not unheard of for porn Mm -hmm. and halfway through the neighbors just crank up justin bieber (laughs) of all things and we're like oh god no so we went across the hall to his room and finished the scene (laughs) Um, but we can't clear that (laughs) so if you're menstruating uh this is one of the things where it's like possibly an obscenity risk and also Visa and MasterCard might refuse to period blood process payments obs- for well any blood, which no blood. But what about blood play? Well, that's it comes from a place of like 
they're a little conservative. And but yet saving Private Ryan is a huge want, blockbuster. But like, they don't want like violence against women being shown. And so it's like, okay, like, eh. but then Thanks they for your false positivity. They lump in menstruation with that, and it's like, well, like for like for a cis woman, a huge chunk of your life, a quarter of that, like with pretty regular yeah. occurrence is spent menstruating so it's like a little weird that like you never but mm. also it's a little weird that people get so hung up on what they think is this like huge lack of pubic hair in porn mm. and it's like well if you're mad about what you think is the erasure of one visible sign of adulthood which is pubic hair why don't you give a shit about the fact that when we're menstruating it's like a whole fucking shit show of hiding it because yeah yeah it's both are signs of sexual maturity i don't know um god so and also there's pubes everywhere like everywhere. we're like up to our neck in them. um <laughs> you but, come home and there's a pube in your nose and you're like ah figures <laughs> uh so yes so if you have your period the first thing you want to try to do is reschedule the shoot mm-hmm. sometimes oh. that's not possible because it's a feature that like six days have already been shot on. They can't replace you. Like has to be shot that day. There's the budgets are very small. So unlike I don't know, like Hollywood, where they can be like, oh, you have a pimple. We'll just come back in a week and redo yeah. this. Like there's no money for that shit. Um, so you try to reschedule it. Sometimes you can't. So you're gonna have to do a scene with your maybe maybe you do anal. Right. So maybe you just go, well, we won't use the front hole. We'll just pretend that one doesn't exist. Because you just wear blood. a tampon and then cut this or down. not at all. Um, I mean, you would theoretically wear a tampon if you're just going to like mm-hmm. only do butt sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you don't feel up to doing an only anal scene or you're not getting paid enough for it or you don't do those for some reason, then you're going to have to get sort of complicated. So... You get a sponge, oh. and and this always bears like very specific elaboration. Not a makeup wedge that has been rattling around the bottom of your purse oh my or the God. makeup oh, no. artist's bag. People don't do that. Oh, they do. Shut the fuck up. Oh, oh they do. So like never With, ever like, a little ever. like concealer left over on oh. it. Never ever ever for fuck's sake put. Anything in your pussy that has not been boiled first. Oh my oh. god! Like or like sanitized in some way. So you get a sponge, <laughs> but you don't get a makeup sponge. Holy uh, shit! I would get never a, think of you get a sea sponge. Like they sell them yeah, yeah, in like yeah. Whole Foods as like a makeup mm-hmm. sponge, but it's it's a sea sponge. It's like kind of yellowish beige. Mm-hmm. Um, you boil that. Mm-hmm. So when sanitize, you, but like before you go to set, you make sure that you have a boiled. Like I just carry them around in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> Got my sponge boiled, um, just in case. I keep them with the condoms and the dental dams and the lube and the two two five seven releases. Um, <laughs> <laughs> corporate checks. Uh, so you put a boiled sponge in there, but sorry. <clears throat> first, first you get the the bottle of douche, right, and you dump that out. Because you also shouldn't ever put that shit in your body. Yeah, douching is bad, right? You just yeah. I never have done it, but I'm like yeah. No, no. When I was a kid, I'm like, but I don't want my person. It's not. I guess I got a douche, but then no, it upsets I never the whole ecosystem because your vagina is um, self cleaning, right? Why would you need to? But for this, like, you need to like rinse the blood out first. True. So you you dump out what's in the douche bottle. You rinse it out in the sink. I don't trust the LA tap water. If I wouldn't drink it, I'm not putting it in my 
and my pussy. Yeah. Good call. I would use tap water in New York because I'll drink that. But it's really good. So you rinse it out and then you take freezing fucking cold ice water, dump it into the douche bottle, rinse out. <laughs> Whoa. But before you, uh, I nominate so and so for the ice bucket challenge. And then you just like it's like the ice bucket challenge for your pussy. That's kind what of. I'm gonna do next time. Because <laughs> Yay! That it should be a feel better. Thing. To be able to laugh at things. Um, <laughs> so ice water. Well, you make sure everyone on set is ready to go, and then right you run to the bathroom. Ice water. Shove the sponge in. Run to set. And then you go for as long as you can. And the the other performer or performers and the camera operator. And all that will be keeping an eye out because For eventually, the eventually, no, eventually, like more blood than the sponge can soak up happens. Right. And so then you have to cut. Oh my god! So they're looking out again for blood coming out of your vagina because you can't show that. Oh my god! So you have these people yelling "cut" because your sponge is yeah is full. And then you just you just go deal with that and go back and wow yeah. That's bullshit that they think. Oh, my God. It's total bullshit. Oh, my God. And, like, you really have not lived until you've been squatting on the toilet seat in some, like, shitty location bathroom, (sighs) bathing your cervix in ice water. Wow. Oh, my God. (laughs) Damn. What else? What? Damn. That's fucked up. But usually you try to just, like, not take bookings when... Mm -hmm. Because that's a pain in the ass. I have... I can't, like... Like, I'm not on, like, a steady cycle... My uterus just like does whatever. Know how to tell time? I don't know. <laughs> um, so it's I end up like thinking I'll be fine, and then being like, "Oh man, yeah." Um, but mo- most women are able to just not know like what week they can't work, right. and then they just schedule around that. Yeah, and also most of the time you can manage to just move it. Um, mm-hmm. But if not. Shit. Douching with ice water. Do ice bucket challenge your pussy. Oh my god. I actually I should probably check with a doctor because some sometimes sometimes you just end up with these weird cultural memes (laughs) that then like like someone points out like with the emperor has new clothes or has no clothes. Where it's like, is there an actual reason or do you just do this? Yeah, because because what made you do it in the first? Well, who said it? Well, that's another performer was like, okay, here's what you do. And it, like, sort of makes sense in theory, like, cold constricts blood vessels, but also menstruating is not like having a cut. Right. And so it's now, your lining getting out now, of you. Now I'm feeling like I should, like, really <laughs> run this past a medical professional. It's fine. We say things all the time. And oh. we're like, this is just like Just, just to make do. sure that there aren't, like, hundreds of us douching with ice water for no reason. I got to make it cold next time, Carol. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um... Oh, I would be so mad if I oh, just been going out of hearsay for years. Because <laughs> then I'm like, does your surf, does it get like numb because the water's so cold and you can't even feel the dick? No, you, like, you can feel the dick. It's just you like really have to work real hard to get back to a place where you want the dick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would imagine that'd be like now ready from some dick. That's that's when it's work. Yeah. Is, what yeah. what happens though when you show up on set? And you're like, I'm not horny. Does that ever happen to you? Or are you always horny? You just, <laughs> or you can just you like, like get yourself there? Find a way into it. Um, <laughs> so like I won't work with people, and this has been ever since that first scene. Oh, cool. Because I agreed to work with someone, and then I was like, oh, we did not click at all. Um, after that, <clears throat> I won't work with someone unless I've met them and have found something like 
attract something. Something that you like. It, it doesn't even have to be much. It's like their eyes or like this little mannerism or like just something. Yeah. Um, and also I have to smell them first. But Really? Yeah. Pheromones? I think so. Yeah. I think smell is super important. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've never like smelled a performer yeah. and then gone... I think a scene will be good with them and had it not be good. Oh, but you have, so you've smelled performers and you're like, no, I'm <laughs> sorry. Like, and they're like, yeah. why still I don't want to work with you? Uh, you smell like poop or <laughs> so I don't know, whatever. No, it's just, or the it's, fair, not like, it's just not. It's not like smelling bad or good. Right. It's like smelling attractive. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, well, the pheromone. I mean, that's what that is. Yeah, totally. I've met, uh, you, you know, we. I think we've all met like a hot person, and then maybe like they don't, they just don't and, smell. Good. And you can't yeah. pinpoint it, but then you kind of think it's about it. You're like, good. I don't, I don't like your aura. I don't like. Yeah, it's just like I'm so into it's you, and then else. nothing. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's a great like little. Like tester, you just smell the person to see if they're gonna have yeah. good sex with them. But then sometimes you get to set and it's like, oh, like I'm tired or like I'm worried about this or like, yeah, I, I was gonna say, did I remember to turn the stove off? Yeah, like, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Are the cats dragging all the garbage out from under the sink right now? Like, and then it's just like, okay, like take a deep breath and those eyes. We're just yeah. thinking about. We're right here. We're right here with the eyes. Yeah, we're just doing that. And it's a lot we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. Yeah. In your personal life, do you get do you get jealous? Do you get possessive? Do you become the partner that you that you know you require these things out of your partner <coughs> that you need to make it work because of your career? But do you ever find yourself like do you get jealous? I, I largely <laughs> largely when jealousy has been a problem in relationships, it's been my lack of jealousy being taken oh. as like I don't care right because I've been like, we've all been there like <laughs> why don't you care you know you don't even care that I'm going out with them like and, and yeah like, I get it but like I've I've been on the other end of that with people when I was younger where it was like you just get used to like territorialness and jealousy is like how people express that they care and that's not the healthiest way that's and how so people you have get to those learn cycles, like yeah. okay that's not like a good way to feel like people care about you um so that's been a problem and then I get jealous as shit when it comes to <laughs> ability to cope with my emotional garbage. So explain. So it's 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 like it's like there's like a bullshit jar mm-hmm. and it gets emptied periodically. But it can only contain so much before the person is like, I can't deal with any more bullshit today of your bullshit. Well, you can't. They can deal of, with your bullshit of any bullshit. Any bullshit. Okay. It's like a, a global right life bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit, like, I don't know, saturation point. Right. And so if if a partner has, say, gone and dealt with somebody else's emotional bullshit that day a lot, and then they come home or I come to their home or whatever, and I have a little bit of bullshit that I need someone to deal with. And you put it in their jar. And that's the one drop that pushes it over and they're like, I can't. And then I'm just like, I will completely lose my shit. (laughs) (laughs) And do you, you do you lose your shit? I I do. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting how sometimes with relationships, like, especially longer ones, when you, you're, I'm so quick to show, I'm not, I don't, worry in the beginning I am the best girlfriend you're not gonna see any of the shit show until you get a little more invested and then it comes out and they're like whoa you're kind of not like I have anxiety I get anger is so bad but there I'm so comfortable showing that I don't censor myself at all I I censor myself around every other person in my life Mm. even in a minimal level um but then they just get it all they get all my 
flaws and shit. And it's like, oh, I mean, are you good with dealing with somebody else's bullshit? Because I that I sometimes um, I I also have my own bullshit. Right. Chair, and it's I still haven't figured out how to manage well, like the world gives sex workers and especially public sex workers and also gives women who have the nerve to like exist on the internet how dare you a lot of shit yeah and because like the nature of the job is you have to be publicly available to some degree pretty regularly i haven't figured out how to navigate like just like letting all of that sort of like, because first what I did was just like let it eat at me for ten years, and hmm. now no oh. therapy. Um, <laughs> Sweet, good for you. So theoretically, we'll figure out some coping mechanisms that like work well. The hypo- but... You face so many hypocrisies, societal <laughs> hypocrisy, like so many. Being a woman, being in control of your sexuality, being a sex worker, like it's all you have. Like. Oh my god! I would explode. I would explode. And it's just like every time you turn around, because it's like so many different. Like, why do you think people? I guess at least I'm white. Like I have, I have that in my corner. (laughs) I'm white and symmetrical, so I'm not like totally fucked. Yeah, yeah, sex worker, female, (laughs) and it's like, like so you go from like, oh my god, it was really fucking hard to acquire an apartment. To like you turn around and then because it's that's like judgment because porn and sex work and you turn around and go to like talking to Caden about a potential DVD distribution deal, but they won't give us this thing that I think is really important, like promise you won't call anyone a teen or a MILF with regards to our product. Yeah, you want to stay on brand and like, well, what's. Why won't they give us that? Oh, because they think we're like two sweet, sweet little girls with our fun little hobby project, and it's like God. great. Like, does some does anybody else want to talk down to me? It's, <laughs> yes, that I honestly I think most women face that. No one, not no one, but so often I run into situations where I'm not getting taken seriously. Yeah, and it's I I can't I cannot control i don't say anything i usually don't say much in that situation because i have such a bad temper that if i'm gonna open my mouth about this i'm gonna ruin our friend whatever it is forever because it makes me so mad because it's so not necessary and it's something that should just go away but you have to teach how do you make i don't know how you make that go away but it's bullshit this this is really not the best way but it's the best way that i've found to deal with it which is or the best the most efficient way to deal with it a lot of the time is just be a bitch. Yeah. Like at, at a certain, I'll, I'll try to reason. you that thing where they're like, why are you being a bitch? I'm like, oh, oh, motherfucker. Oh, my I'll God. I'll try to reason. <laughs> I'll try to reason a second time. I'll explain calmly and logically a third time. And then if they still won't, like if they still won't take me, I will just be a total fucking cunt. And then at least what I needed to happen has happened. <sighs> Like at least so refreshing. It takes some long to get there, though. But then it also becomes like a bad habit where because you like exercise being a bitch (laughs) when you have to, and then it's like in your personal life, it's like why the fuck would you leave the fucking toilet seat up? Like, (laughs) right? Like you didn't give me the three calm explanation ones. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it's so infuriating. I want to see. We've been talking for a while. Oh my god, this is 
This is I'm so happy you are here and we got to talk to you. Um, do you have any other questions? I have. I think I got through a lot of them. Well, I mean, we've. T- this has been really interesting. I think the listeners are going to love this. I do yeah. want. I mean, can we get more personal? Yeah, I think we people can. are waiting. <laughs> That's what I know. This is the elephant in the room, and I didn't want to. No, but it, make I, you feel uncomfortable. Well, the emasculated part, like that, really accurately describes because Stephen <clears throat> was still. I, I, it seemed like he was a little blindsided by the break, or he like saw it coming, but he didn't want to face it. Or he was going through a really rough time. I got him, and he was also our, really going through a rough time in for career like wise. two years in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and just like down. And he I was a depressed little panda. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, it's so funny. I got him at a time where he was at his lowest, and he was also. I feel like I was the. Not a rebound, but kind of. Because when you just get out of a serious relationship and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, and you're, it kind of like fucks with you. Mm-hmm. My The first thing I like to do is fuck somebody else. Like it really, it's like, okay, you can do it. It's fine. You're going to be fine. You're not going to die. But it's he's fine. also like not the kind of guy who can he, rebound. No. He's only he's had sex with a number of very few people. I got this text message before he met you, like after we broke up. Before, so it was... Not very long between either. There was like two. Um, there was between, right? Yeah. Like, and I got I this text message where he's like, "I really, uh, I wanted to fuck this chick, and I won't mention the chick, but it was like, just she's she's like a trucker. Like, I mean, she's like she's like little, uh, she's like little and really cute, but like covered in tattoos and just like totally down to fuck. Yeah, and, yeah. And I get this text message just like, I was having dinner with. That blank person. and I knew she'd be down and I really wanted to fuck her just to like get back or get in someone control, else control yeah but I just couldn't do it <laughs> damn you <laughs> and I felt so bad for him because I was like I, I know you just couldn't do it because that's not how you it's are. not how he operates and I love that about him it's like my favorite he's so emotionally honest I he makes I'm so uncomfortable it took me a while to talk to him about how I felt because he what would happen is he would get over you by talking to me about it. Oh, like, God. Boo boo. Talk sorry. to someone else. No, it's not your fault. <laughs> but we would spend so much time together. Like when I first met him, I didn't do co- I I was like, see a world. And we were just like hanging out all the time. But it and I and I was like, OK, you need to call, like let it out. Breakups are hard. They suck so bad. Breakups are the reason why this podcast formed. And I totally get it. But then he said things that made me insecure because I feel like you're really good at being sexy. So you, someone points a camera at you and you just go and it's just like, oh, I do, it's weird. Oh, my God. You're so, I am not that kind of someone points a camera at me and I make I go <laughs> like I make a face because that's my comfort zone because I feel like an asshole trying that's to why be you're sexy. a comedian. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I'm like, I am not that type of woman. Mm-hmm. And he loved that type of woman who was also kind of not like a maniac, but like really sex positive and smart and nerdy and beautiful and like in control of her sexuality. Like you had so many good qualities. And it's interesting because slut shaming we have this theory where if you get called a slut in a negative connotation from a guy it's because they can't fuck you or mm-hmm. you're not the, they automatically label you as you're the girl who type of girl would never fuck me or you call right. you slut and with a woman it's because they're jealous of how comfortable they are in their sexuality I, I mm. can't think of any other way why and so I kind of got into my head about all these things he would tell me about you that were great like really positive I'm like so I, but I don't have those things. And then one time he said to me, "I love it that like you don't have perfect skin." I'm like, "Oh God, damn it!" <laughs> but he loves he loves flaw. Like he loves. He's like, I love when girls have like a gap in between their teeth or like a weird mole. No, he used to. So 
I had braces when I was a kid, and the one tooth they couldn't put like in line. It was like. And hair. Oh, huh. And so if I smile, though, you just see like this gap sometimes oh, yeah, in yeah. between like the two that are where they're supposed to be. Yeah. And you can't tell the other. And he made me so self conscious about that. Because oh, he loves flaws so he much. Loves, I'm like, like, can you keep that to I yourself? I love how it looks like you're missing a tooth. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to hear that. <laughs> no one. And I, I get the whole, I love like your, like the weird things about you that are unique. Whatever. Yeah. But so, but I kind of felt myself. Shoot, poo pooing you like, oh, well, whatever. And I, not in my head, not to him. And I was like, you're doing this because you are insecure. Like, this is why. And it's so, it's really important to me have you on the show because it's like, get, oh, it's okay. It's, it's so silly. And I feel like most people live their lives like, People who are pieces of shit and treat women like shit or treat men like shit, I feel like it's through this, like, insecure... Like, men who feel emasculated can be assholes, but I think Mm -hmm. it's because of that, and they don't want to confront that. So, I don't know. That's all... I mean, it's just really... I'm I'm proud of myself because I'm like, I was so nervous before you came. I was like, oh, my God. And Steve was like, she's so cool, and I... Like, stop. You put her on this pedestal. Exactly. Yeah. Because we... It's been so long. We've been talking about you. You're like this thing that has become larger than life, but in a way. But and there's nothing like. But you're you're a, just a person. But, but you're also and that's you're in the most wonderful way. You're a you're not a human only being. are you a person though, but you're fucking so intelligent and sex positive, and you're putting ideas out into the world that everybody needs to hear. You're make you're directing porn that people need to start watching. It's like amazing what you are doing for women and men. Well, I think I'm it's serious. so I'm serious. The, Thank the, you. The, the notion of the ex-girlfriend, I think, is, is so important. And and the one thing that's more important than anything that we talk about, more than the sex and everything, I think, is just women treating other women yeah. nicely and, and, and well. really take a second. When you start thinking these negative things about somebody, why? Because a lot of the times it's something from you're projecting onto them of insecurity. And I think insecurity can make people monsters. Well, I think some people want the ex-girlfriend yeah. to suck. I want the ex-girlfriend to be awesome because that tells me you that the person taste. I'm dating has good taste in people I know and it's so funny and one I'm thing, a good person one thing I would do is like I, I would find myself like so insecure about it but then I would like brag like to other people like yeah he did a porn star like, <laughs> I'm like it's such a weird back and forth and it took me so long to be honest with him about it because he's like why are you being a bitch right now stop and I can't I couldn't even mouth the words because it's like my ego mm-hmm. wouldn't let me tell him like really explain myself of why I was feeling this way and I mean the reasons make sense like because like things he told me that he loved about you I'm like but I don't have I don't my vagina doesn't work that like do you want someone like that you want like a like a you know and I felt like inadequate but it's it's just interesting to me I feel like if more people confronted that shit and really talked to themselves about it and talked it out it's not you'll see it's not that big of a deal yeah <laughs> Do you find that a lot, like women being intimidated by you or like, you know, or men that you've dated, other women in their lives being intimidated by you? Ah. Or do you not even, do you not even pay attention to that? Um, I, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. um, with like women generally, I'm super lucky to have just like this awesome group of female friends in New York who are all like they've interrogated their own bullshit with like competition with other women and whatever. And that's it's, a good way to put it. It's interrogating like, your own bullshit. Generally, like really, really great. And of course, nothing's all sunshine and daisies. And like sometimes there's some infighting and people have issues with each other, but it's 
so like that's that's mostly when I'm like around other people for not work and hang out with them and they're just like so so mature and they don't treat you ways. they treat you like a person because like, I imagine yeah. so many people in your life they're like oh, do you want to uh, like that just act weird yeah and it's <laughs> some, sometimes it's like this like beneath contempt and sometimes it's like beyond contempt and it's yeah. like okay I'm like standing mm-hmm. on a pedestal in the middle of a garbage can it's really weird wow <laughs> um but <laughs> that's a great way to yeah that's and a good then, way to put it's a frustrating pedestal yeah because you have to deal with other people's bullshit that they put out on you every every like boyfriend ish sort of person since Steve I've actually been very like you know one day we're not going to be dating anymore <laughs> and really then, then you're going to meet a nice girl <laughs> Who can be physically available more than like a third of the year. (laughs) And then she's going to have to deal with the specter. Now, what made you start doing that? Well, because Steve Steve was like, did he tell what did he tell you? What did he tell? Me? It was years ago, but okay. it was like it was like this like uh, yeah, it's definitely like seven hard time. dating women after you've dated a porn star is kind of hard. And yeah, like, yeah, and I yeah, like when he first it was like a year ago, maybe more than a year ago. He was like, it would be maybe cool to like have you guys have dinner or something so she can dinner. see okay. I don't really know how to put this but like that you're sort of a mess and like a human oh. <laughs> but like, that's you fair know <laughs> but I do think though and my moral compass like has a red flag because I, I, I agree with that but at the same time why do I have to go oh she's a mess I'm fine now no that's not uh, you know what I mean like I guess it's like not you're, you're and no one's perfect right but I, I think that's, have to I think that's you... the key I don't, I don't I think maybe mess yeah it was like just him yeah. being silly but yeah it's just like just to see that you're a person yeah. yeah you're and not like you know because you know because i'm not like celebrity oh, is she's weird fucked up and i get out of there like <laughs> that's not at all no but it's like <laughs> not the goal yeah i don't think we i, I wouldn't want to see the ex be a mess then i would be terrified and right. i would be, immediately think that oh my god i'm much messier than i thought i was <laughs> or like or like what did he do yeah. what happened to her? should i be scared for myself um, why won't you talk to people <laughs> but uh, and then at the time, it was like, well... How did that make you feel? What did you think when you heard that? You are like, oh, fucking, seriously? Because there's um, so many more important things in the world. I mean, at first, I was like, oh, Steve, you really have a way with words. Uh, but, <laughs> he does, doesn't he? But also, it was like, do you, do you think this is going to blow up in everyone's face spectacularly? <laughs> or be helpful? Because I'm I'm deeply sexist. And when it comes to women in pain, I'm like, oh, baby, can I get you a Band-Aid, like an ice pack? Is there like anything I can do? And then with dudes, I'm like, can yeah, shrug? <laughs> Walk it off, it. man. Walk it off. Are you that way because you see all the things that women have to go through and that men don't? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to have sympathy sometimes, even though they don't. There's just no way for them to know exactly how women are navigate themselves and their and their life yeah. without living it. But empathize, motherfucker. Yeah. Which, you know? But I mean, I. Oh God, we're <laughs> going into dodgy territory. But I feel like I feel like it can be very hard to empathize if you have no idea what like the faintest whiff of something being actually hard is like. Like totally. And there's so many dudes wandering around where it's like you've never actually had to like deal with much at all. 
Yeah. And like to the point where you don't even have a clue. So then how can you be empathetic? So, yeah, it's like but... the guy from Vice who says, why don't you just move? And you have years of this almost being homeless, bird infested bullshit because you chose a career that everyone wants to see you do and you're in control of it. But everyone wants to put you down for it. Just move. Go fuck yourself. I mean, it's so bad. Like, I've never been like. But it's such I an might extra have layer to bullshit. sleep on the street next week. Right. But like it, it is this like low level, like just like ah. it's just another thing that's added on to yeah, it. Yeah, and then it's, it's and then you get those dudes, and so it just it's, it's a little hard for me to have sympathy for the dudes when they keep saying things like why don't you just? But then yeah. the women, it's like oh, how can we? Yeah. Ah. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So every every boyfriend since they've been like you know oh really what do they so say maybe, like what do you mean we're not gonna break up we're gonna be together forever um, do, you, do they say that or sometimes they say things like that sometimes they say things like oh I don't care and I'm like but you will care the thing yeah. is you will care like you will care when your friends ask for the five hundredth time like. So, Would you fucking date? What's your name? Yeah. Yeah. And like you will care when a woman that you care about is like really freaking out. Because right. it's when when you bring like people in media into the picture, it becomes this thing where it's like you get like a little bit of jealousy. And where you yeah. would normally be like, okay, I'm just gonna cope with this. Yeah. When it's <laughs> anyone who does a lot of things on public record, you can just like pick at that scab until the end of Google. Um, yep. That's why I was hard. so excited about this, the, the us doing, you doing the podcast, because he was like, finally, you just, you like, you'll have not a sense of peace, but like, oh, this is fine. We're fine. Everyone's fine. There was actually, Corinne was here for this. <laughs> So you have flashlights, <laughs> Hurricane Sandy. Oh, oh yes. Oh, this is hilarious. This is hilarious. <laughs> oh my, oh my God. Okay, okay. so you've had, you have flashlights. I, I do. Butthole ones and vagina ones. <laughs> and and a mouth. And a mouth. But nobody likes the mouth. Nobody buys it. <laughs> I would just like make it talk all day. I'd be like, I can't think of seriously. But I, uh, I did that one. <laughs> oh really? I had. You should have had flashlight theater. <laughs> well, I had to shoot this like promo thing for flashlight for Valentine's Day one year, and they sent everybody flip cameras and. What they wanted was like what Jesse Jane did, which is right. like, "Hi, I'm Jesse Jane. Happy Valentine's Day. Jesus. Spend a wonderful night with my pussy." Like, I don't, and I just I can't like, yeah, I don't do like sexy like that. Um, right, I'm and I had to have the flashlights and the camera mailed to Steve's house. Yeah, and he gets this box and he's like, "What the fuck is this flip camera?" And I'm like, "Well," and he's like, "Can I just like?" I do this shit for a living. Can I yeah. please just make this good? And I'm like, yeah. okay. And so always we did. a perfectionist. It was like it was like hand puppets. That's so. <laughs> oh, that's funny. funny. Yeah, that's hilarious. It's so funny. So, Sorry. Um, <laughs> so he had some earplugs, and he moved in with me. You guys broke up. He moved in with me. I thought yeah, you moved. You had your ex girlfriend's vagina and butthole, and then you move on to another girl. You maybe and it all disintegrates. So <laughs> you should you should <laughs> throw, throw it away or put it in a box. It just put it away. Um, Hurricane Sandy happened and I have this bit that I don't do anymore but because uh, it's a true story our apartment I, I was I told Corinne I was like come down to my apartment because she lives in Harlem I'm like it'll be fine like you know your roommate's gone we'll all be together and we'll write comedy shit uh, our apartment and the basement level ended up flooding and that's where Steven's basement or that's where his office is where all of his gear is where everything and he has a closet there with his fucking suits he has and more, where my pussy was more where your butthole was where my butthole was <laughs> So he has a closet with his because he has so much clothes. 
I'm like, Jesus Christ. So we're running everything upstairs and I look in the back and I get a box and I was like, fuck's in that box. And your flashlight was in it. And I opened it and it was the butthole kind. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta stick my hand. I gotta stick my hand in. I gotta stick my hand in real quick. There's so many things running through my head, but I was like, I'm gonna finger this butthole. Just and I was like, oh, I totally get it if I had a dick. In the joke, I was like, and then I filled it with sewage water or whatever the fuck. But that's not what I did. I, just, I was like, oh, you didn't? No, I, I really didn't. Oh damn! I was just like, that. That's funny. Comedically. That is funny. Uh, it was funny. very, it well, was it very was, tense to be the third person. So in she the was flesh. there. I was, I, I was like, oh, I can't no. leave. What did I say to you? I was like. Her you, butthole is in his closet. You were very upset. You were very, and I was like, did and I we, bring it? Did I fight in front of you? We can't did we fight in front of you. Uh, it's so awkward. It was not good. It was not a good situation. It was like a quiet anger, which is oh, scarier than a yelling anger for yeah. me. Yeah, it's like when your when your teacher it gets so pissed that words don't come out and they just look at you and then you just want to cry. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So then and and then he was like, and then he still didn't want to throw it away. He was like, well, it's hilarious. Like I dated a girl at a fucking fake. Butthole or vagina, like that's I hilarious. Both sides of the story, but I, I get do. that. But now this is how I'm evolving. Like I'm just such a more. I'm so happy with with like all that's happened because I'm like, eh, what we we ended up throwing it out. But I was like, I totally get it. that's hilarious. And like, it's interesting what you come around to if you just like sit on it for a second. But like, my life is so <laughs> weird. I'm like. I find your butthole in his closet, and I'm like, I'm gonna stick my finger in it, but then I'm gonna yell at him for keeping your butthole. Do you wanna hear something disgusting? Absolutely. <laughs> of course I do. So before I agreed to do the flashlight, I was like, I don't have a dick. So oh, I'm gonna so need how do you someone with a dick to test to it? Put their dick in. I had I had Riley's flashlight, Riley Steele. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna need somebody to put their dick in Riley's flashlight and tell me like. Is this like Tactical. terrible? Is it just like right. kind of okay? Do you feel weird? Do you love it? Like, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, someone needs to be a proxy dick. Steve, yeah. you got a dick. Get over here. Yeah, but fuck your this dick. pussy. <laughs> fuck this pussy. Tell me what it's like. Um, oh man, the things I what twisted ha- his arm into putting his dick in. But um, so he, <laughs> so he puts his dick in in that pussy, and then he doesn't let it dry properly and just like there's the cat back yeah he just like let's come collect like, well he rinsed it but you're supposed to let it air dry and he yeah. just rinsed it and like put it back in the thing oh, and closed it up mildewy and so i needed a flashlight for something and i went no. in there uh. and i opened it up and it's just fucking mildew <gasps> everywhere and i'm like Dude, what the how the fuck did this? Whatever. And he's like, what well, did I didn't do? want to let it air dry because I didn't want plug to see it. And like, ah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, get that. Plug doesn't give a fuck. And then like six months later, <laughs> I'm talking to a friend who was he was finishing his residency. He's a doctor. And he was like, just finishing his residency. And this story came up, and I'm like, the mildew and this <laughs> yeah. and that. And the doctor friend like stares off into space for a minute, and he's like, "Well, I don't think the mildew would actually be harmful." And I'm like, "You're absolutely foul! I tell you this story, and you're sitting there thinking about like whether it's <laughs> medically unsafe <laughs> yeah. to fuck the mildew fleshlight." Yeah. <laughs> <Dudes>. Wow, <laughs> dudes! That is. Oh my! Certain God. things that go over the head. It's like, how are you? I don't get it. <sighs> 
trying to think of anything else. I, I've, I, I have so many. I had so many. I did so much research. <laughs> What's the name of your the, of the website? Trenchcoatx. Trenchcoatx.com. And what it's a you sign up. What are the different um, like? What can you get for so you, what? You sign up, and all you have to give us is your email. Okay. And then you get to have Caden's delightfully entertaining newsletter every Aww. ten or so days. And also, then you have a like a profile with the access to the squicks and the squeeze system, mm-hmm. which can be fun. Um, they save it, obviously. You save their yeah likes with and the dislikes. with the username. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't see individual user likes and dislikes, and we're we, what we try to be as careful as possible in the wake of like the Ashley Madison hack. Yeah, we try to be very cognizant mm. of security issues, and so until we can have like a web department that's just on web security, yeah, we want as little associated with people's identities as possible. That's it's wonderful. It's not airtight. We just try to like be aware and do the best we can. Um, and then there are a, f- a few purchasing options. <laughs> there's the there's the individual video purchase, which um, that's three ninety nine, and oh. it, it doesn't recur. And you keep the file, like and it, yeah, it uh, downloads. Mm-hmm. Um, in almost everything is available in 1080, 720, and 480. But you how pick, considerate? Pick what you want. Pick your resolution. <laughs> you can download each resolution four times because you know sometimes you lose your computer or you're <laughs> yeah, like, oh, you I gotta phone. clear off some space, and yeah, you're like, yeah. fuck, but I wanted that. Um, so they pick a video. Yeah, any video for three ninety nine they can you have. Pick a okay. video and you buy it. And you can pick ten videos and buy right. them for whatever that times ten is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or there's a monthly subscription, which oh, Caden knows what things cost. That's like twenty something dollars a month, and okay. that rebills. Um, and then there's it's like a Hulu, and there's account. <laughs> that one limits because we do have problems with like as an industry we have problems with people sign up for monthly membership. Pull everything off the site, Ooh. slap it up in the torrents, and then do a chargeback. Oh God! Which and a chargeback damages your reputation with the processor. So it's like, oh, you the fucked credit. us twice. Ooh. Like, because it's if you just like watch it from a torrent, then it's like, okay, at least we're not paying for the bandwidth, and the chargeback isn't damaging our reputation. Yeah. But when people go in and take, and then it's like, oh, and damn. then it's ac- accessible to anyone, and then no one's gonna pay for. It. Oh God. Right. Um, And so with the monthly one, we do limit it to five downloads a day. Okay. Because then that's how we know who's trying to pull that scam Mm -hmm. because they'll email CC Bell and be like, my membership isn't working. I want to charge back. And then we'll we'll go, why isn't it working? And they're like, well, I wasn't able to download anything. And then we can go in the actual website logs and show evidence that actually this person was able to uh, download precisely five videos, which is what we cap it at. Sneaky motherfucker. And then our we don't get the reputational hit with the chargeback. So yeah. it's um it's kind of a pain in the ass that we have to limit it, but that's but what also, we do. But also yeah. And then there's the six month option, which is it's like a little under a hundred bucks. Um because Caden, there's some study with like if it's like 99. Uh, yeah, we talk about yeah, We should make the tickets like not too cheap so that people don't think it's a bad show. Like we always do that. Yeah, it's just like a whole. Um, and then that's Caden. Caden sends these like handwritten thank you notes Aww. and a T-shirt, <laughs> and you can just like run wild for six months. I don't know. Um, so it's, it seems to be a nice range as far as like because 
not everybody wants rebilling stuff. Yeah. And but also some people want rebilling stuff. They're like, yeah. I don't want to have to enter my credit card or I don't want to have to like do like five hundred four dollar transactions right. with a pain in the ass. And yeah. It's like, okay, right. like we kind of got everybody sort of happy. That's is, great. Yeah, it's and really how long, well thought out. How, really good price. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds Thank amazing. You. And it's, it's also yeah. encouraging people to to pay mm. for porn that's the mo- very reasonable. Yeah. And it's like, and you guys are getting paid, the performers are getting paid fairly because of it's an encouraging good practice <clears throat> for porn consumers. Yeah. For the performers, we just try to be very aware of, because we license things from other directors as well. Mm-hmm. So we try to be very aware of like working conditions and whether there were any payment issues and whatever. Awesome. So we try to avoid the scumbags. Yeah. Although you're not psychic. It's um, hard to do, and it's great that you can navigate. I want to so sign up. I don't even watch that much porn. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll start. I'll yeah. just get on board. Just just put your email in for the newsletter. Yeah. yeah. I do want the newsletter. Um, and then the the one of like the plans for the performers is instead of affiliate accounts that are just like everybody can have one. We're going to limit those to only a couple of the big traffic sources and then work really hard to get the performers using affiliate accounts because Mm. then they get the payout when someone joins right? um, as sort of like an attempt at something akin to royalties. Yeah. But without having to have like a whole separate job that someone has to do of like okay like this many and this person and this percent yeah and just like, all calculate here's a check itself. for 30 cents yeah <laughs> like oh yeah yeah we've all seen those one cent don't even write it just don't yeah even, don't even give it to me it's the insulting. paper cost for <laughs> oh so that's great so what else is there anything else you want to your blog what's your blog graphic descriptions.com every Everything nifty that we do that isn't like Twitter or Instagram is linked from the words tab on the Trench Codex homepage. Oh, perfect. So you can yeah. find you everywhere. Yeah. My blog, Caden's blog, a, a podcast with our webmaster. Cool. Awesome. We, well, we did one. So I guess <laughs> okay. it remains to be seen. Be consistent. It pays off. Apparently. Um, yeah. <laughs> Cool. Thank you. Do you feel good? You feel? I'm, I feel I'm great. so happy. Like you're so I'm a, I'm lovely. A, I'm a little disappointed because this wasn't awkward at all. No. I I knew it wasn't. I was like, <laughs> it's always uh, as an outsider. I'm always like, this is going to be totally fine. Well, I love plowing through an awkward moment. It's yeah. so interesting. You feel every second. And we've been talking for two hours and 17 minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you don't realize it like yeah. until. Yeah. Like, so I, thank you so much. Thank you. For for doing this, this is thank oh, you so both. nice to meet you. <laughs> thank you. Stop bitching Sorry. No, 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 no. I was like, I was like, this is a great uh, episode for a hungover after I was Halloween say, day. Corinne's like, I'm not feeling. I'm don't worry. I'm gonna do a lot of the talking and asking. Yeah. I was like, it's not really my thing. I'm, I, I'm just happy to be here. Happy I think to be we here. All, we all we're all better people now. That's yeah. great. I, I feel like a better person. Feel awesome. Yeah. yeah. I feel good. Um, cool. Well, thank you so much, Soya. Yeah, this has been another episode of Guys We Fuck the Anti Slut Shaming Podcast. We will talk to you next week. Hey you Why? That's right, baby. Cause you're the little ones. Just out.